Blog Talk Radio. Welcome to Thursday Night at the Speakeasy Cafe. We would like to invite you to take the stage for the Sound of Ink Open Mic Poetry Night. Now, let's get started. I want your ink in our ears. Hello, everybody, and welcome to the Speakeasy Cafe Open Mic Poetry Show, The Sound of Ink. It's going to be an amazing night tonight. This is our spooky Halloween episode, if you are into that sort of thing. It is by all means not the theme of the show, but it is kind of a be real cool if you brought something spooky tonight type of thing. Okay. So anyway, it's going to be really a fun night. I have a lot of fun this time of year. It's my I get really excited because fall and winter are my absolute favorite seasons and and you know, when most people are get grumbling cuz summer's over, I'm just like giddy and excited and all twirly. So things are just beautiful outside right now and all bursting on fire and amazing. Anyway, very excited. So, yeah, spooky poems tonight if you have them, if you want to bring them. The number to call in if you'd like to read and share tonight is 646-595-3965. That's 646-595-3965. Alrighty. Have a couple announcements to do before we get started. Wanted to remind you that if you are interested in doing a workshop with us, you can shoot me over. Probably shooting me a message on Facebook would be the easiest. If you're not on my contacts list, you can find me under Nyla, N-Y-L-A dot Alicia, A-L-I-S-I-A. Alrighty. Let me know what you want to do, what the subject of the talk you'd like to do, the workshop. It can. You don't have to be a professional workshop provider in order to do one of these. And uh, it's just a way for us to spend a little bit more intimate time together. You can do an actual workshop where you walk us through the steps of constructing a poem. You can talk about a certain era of poetry, a genre of poetry, your favorite poet. Take a poem and dissect it and talk about what you think the meaning is or whatever. Uh, Billy Collins has a great poem about that, by the way. I'll see if I can find that. It would be really cool to share that with you about trying to figure out what a poem means. Anyway. Uh, so it can be on, on anything that you'd like to have it on. Just let me know what you'd like to do. The uh, episodes can be anywhere between 30 minutes and 3 hours, depending on how much time you need to do this. And we can pre-record these. We can You can call into the show and we can pre- do a pre-recorded, private show, pre-record it, and then play it at a later date. We You can pre-record one on your computer at home, do whatever edits you want to make, and then email that to me. All right. You can do a combination of pre-recorded and live, such as we could come on live and talk for a little bit and then play the recording for the rest of the episode or vice versa. Start out the episode with the workshop and then come on afterwards and talk with people in the chat room and such. Or we can do a completely live show. It all depends on what you want to do. All right. So shoot me a message, let me know, and we will get that put up and uh, put together and, and on the air for everybody. It'll be great fun. We did a couple did one with Stan and George a little bit ago. It was awesome fun. You can check that out in the archives if you want to hear that one. That was the most recent. Very cool. Then the next thing that I want to do real fast is I want to thank Star Sevron, James One Sapien, who um, you guys should shoot him a message if you've not talked to him in a little bit. He's going through a little bit of a rough time right now. Uh, 
working on trying to get into the house that he wants and get his place sold and get moved to a place that's better for his health and and that type of thing and and uh has been under a lot of stress and a lot of pressure so i know he would appreciate a message or a hello or hey we're thinking about you uh message so make sure you you pop over there and say hello to him show him a little bit of emotional support right now but we want to thank him and star seven again and then roy murdoch as well uh, my pirate captain, <laughs> um, for sponsoring, helping to sponsor the show this year, our license for our three-hour license, so that we can be on the on the air for the year and sharing with you. And speaking of that, I want to being on the air for the year. This next in the next couple weeks, I can't I don't remember which one I have. It is. Don't ask me. It's been a long week. Um, we're going to be doing our anniversary show, and it's probably going to be in two weeks. Uh, get that set up, celebrating 12 years of being on the air. That's pretty flipping exciting to me, and uh, so I'm real excited to celebrate that. We'll kind of talk about that a little bit later on in the show. I uh, Last week that I, I talked about giving you all some homework for the anniversary show, and that was to think about the impact the community, because I think this community that you guys have created is, is pretty amazing here. You know, I... I answer the phone. That's my part of this community. I answer the phone, I say hello, and you guys are the ones who have made this what it is. So I want you to think about the influence you've had on each other, people here in this community that have touched you or you've learned from or, you know, um, has inspired you or who you've admired or enjoy their work or whatever it is. I want you to write a poem to someone in the community or maybe to the community as a whole, you know, whatever it is. And uh, if you bring that on our anniversary show, then if we're at a one poem, let me, then you can read that as your extra uh, homework poem, by the way. We'll talk about that in a little bit more, uh, a little bit more in a bit. But uh, so, yeah, that would be really cool. We We go through life every single day and we come here and spend once a week, three hours once a week together and share and talk and inspire each other. So I just thought it would be real cool after 12 years, a dozen flipping years. Um, this is incredible. But maybe share a little bit with each other so that we know what we mean to each other. You know, don't just assume people always know. You know, it's kind of a way to give back to the people who've always been there with us together and give back to each other. So anyway, that's kind of your homework for the anniversary show. Before we get started on callers, Guys, I want to give you your writing prompt and your writing exercise for the week. And since this is our spooky Halloween show week, I'm going to give you a spooky Halloween prompt. A prompt is different from your exercise. A prompt is meant to produce a poem. And it is a seed being planted and how it grows is up to you. It can be the title of your poem. It can be a line in your poem. It can be a word in the line in your poem. It can be the general concept of your poem. Or it can say, you know, I could give you the prompt red and it made you think about your black hat, so you wrote about your black hat. You know, but you have to have red in there somewhere just to kind of show that correlation. Anyway, so, you know, it's it's designed to help sprout and grow a piece of poetry. So your title prompt for this week, our spooky Halloween show week, is Boogeyman. However you want to take that boogeyman. Okay. And then your exercise. An exercise is different from a poem, a poem prompt, title prompt. 
An exercise is meant to get your pen to move, to make your brain think. It's meant to push you out of comfort zone and maybe think about something in a way you haven't thought about it before or in ways you hadn't thought about it before or look at it from a different perspective. And so these aren't necessarily generated to or put together to to generate a poem, All right, especially when this week because it's a 10-minute free write in story form. All right. Now, the, it's important to, yes, you're poets, but you're a writer. And it's important to push your pen and just to do these free writes and let your brain go because and not sit there and try to concentrate so hard on word placement like we do when we write poetry that I really like doing these story free writes where you just start writing about something and keep writing until, you know, the timer goes off or just keep writing until you're done, which is what I prefer. So... Keeping in theme with the week, uh, I, I started thinking about how much fun it would be to go explore and poke around in Grandma's attic. So what I want you to do this week is, is set a timer or whatever it is that you have um, for 10 minutes, and I want you to do a 10-minute free write about Grandma's attic. Now, if your grandma had an attic, you can do it from memory, and that's awesome. If your grandma didn't have an attic, all right, then you can make it up and be, make it be whatever you want it to be, which would be even cooler. Or you can and take real-life memories of the attic and, and embellish. You can do whatever you want. That's, that's the uh, freedom of being a writer. You're the boss. And you can just paint happy little trees anywhere. And there's no mistakes, just happy accidents. <laughs> okay. No, no, I'm, I'm, I'm being Bob here. All right. So anyway, um, so Grandma's Attic, I want you to think about I mean, how did you get into Grandma's attic? Where, I mean, of course, it was at the top of the house, but, you know, was there a little door at the end of the hallway? Was there one of those things you pulled down from the ceiling? Uh, you know, how did you get into Grandma's attic? Yeah, how, attic. How, how did you access it? I, I want you to think about what it looked like getting in there. You know, did you have to walk up dark, narrow stairs or, you know, how did it look like getting in, and what was the lighting like when you got in there? Was it a you know a, one a bare light bulb hanging from a cord in the middle of the room? Was there you know a window in the room? Uh, what do the walls look like? Are they you know covered in old wallpaper? Are they bare boards and and beams? You know what does it look like? Is it clean? Is it messy? Is it cluttered? Is it you know look around the room, write down as many details. And this doesn't have to be writ. This can just be free. This is free writing, abstract thoughts. You know you just write, and as your brain thinks of the next thing, you write it down. Then brain thinks of the next thing. It's one of those type of things where you write a whole bunch of crap down and you go back and sort it through later. You know, it's kind of like when somebody is upset or doesn't know what to say or they're trying to, I, I tell people, you know, just spit it out on the table and we'll sort it out later. It doesn't matter. Just get it out and we'll sort it out. So that's kind of like what this is, a free write is. Just write it all down and look for gems in it later on. You know, so think about that. You know, what what is a, is there a, a trunk? Is there, um, you know, what's it like to walk around? Is it easy to walk around? Are you having to climb over things? You know, what is it that you see? What stories are you able to tell? You know, is there an old tricycle, the old, you know, the old Christmas tree is, you know, just write down as many details as you want. And what this helps you do when you start really thinking about the nitty-gritty and push yourself, push yourself until you're writing down. When you're writing down things that are stupid, you know you've gone far enough. All right, when you get to that point where you're saying, okay, this is just getting a little bit ridiculous, then you can stop. 
but push yourself until you reach that point. So then, I mean, something as simple as like, um, you know, if you're writing a story, you could say there was an old mannequin in the corner. You know, so how else could you talk about, how else could you explain that there was a mannequin in the room? You know, you could say, you know, if you really sit down and think about the, I'm going to try to pull this out my fanny, hang on, you guys, we're, we're going to go on a trip here for a minute. So think about that. You know, what could you say, looking around the room, thinking about what's up there, how does the room look to you? How could you say there is a an old mannequin in the corner in a different way? So you could say something like, um, uh, the, the only silk draped over the disintegrating a crew of the old dress form in the corner was crafted by one of the attic's many eight-legged weavers. You know, I don't know. Okay, that was kind of silly, but you get the idea. You know, it allows you, your brain, when you're thinking about an object, um, mannequin, you know, there's a mannequin in the corner, or you're able to write a much more descriptive sentence painting a much more vivid picture for the reader. And that's what these types of free writes help you do. So 10-minute free write, grandma's attic, there you go. That's your exercise for this week. Before we get started, we always start and end each episode with an audio track, and we are going to do that tonight with a track performed by Written in Pain. And it is called Lovesick. If you're a recording artist and you'd like to have your show uploaded to the, uh, the or upload, have your track uploaded to the show's library, you can email those to me by sending it in to the the word that's in there, the Speakeasy Cafe at gmail dot com, the Speakeasy Cafe at gmail dot com. All right, make sure you put MP3 audio track something like that in the subject line for me and we can get it uploaded to the show and be able to play it for the world. So once again, this is Written in Pain with Lovesick and here we go, folks. Love Sick Flee from me Oh love Depart from the reach of high. Gather with you your empty vows and false promises, declarations of immortality. Move from me, oh love. Why, the mere mention of your wicked existence only aids in the decomposition of what you have left of my depleted body. Love, I want no parts of you. You, you are the cloak the soul is used to attack the soulful. Love, do not even acknowledge your existence. Curses to your Falsehood, your salted kisses and bitter lies. Oh, love, leaving me in a worse state than when I was found. For now, I crave you. Yes, love, craving you without reason. You have robbed me of my very sanity. Love. You 
have rendered me unable to love myself. Since this be so, let me be filled with damnation or nothing at all. Let me be voided of even my own existence, for I am grown sick of love from hair to skin to the very marrow of my bones. Pain has me pent up. I can feel the walls closing in. Try not to ball up while looking for a pressure pin. Deep, dark, beyond measuring. Digging, trying to find what it is that I am treasuring. Love dealt me a hand. I could not hold it. I folded. I once had a heart of gold and someone stole it. Then they sold it. It equates to scattered screams and shattered dreams. Dreams that don't vision clearly screams when no one hears me muted while mutated. Degraded, degraded, decimated while painfully educated till I am emotionally eradicated. The road to nowhere is endless. Booted by lost premise. See, my life's motivation was hijacked, kidnapped by a hater and a lover's mask. Trick me, treat me, beat me. Like a hyena when you eat me. Laughing at me while gnashing at me. Trust is protection, I have no weapons. Love is leverage, it aids deception. I must be a bullseye, they keep aiming disregard in my direction. My life is death row, where's my injection? Since the arms of despair is my only affection, I evade love without detection. I've grown sick from love's infection. Unshielded, no deflection. Pain. It's got me pent up while the walls are closing in. I'm trying not to ball up while looking for pressure pins. Love. Oh, sweet love, move from high, for I love you not. That was written in pain. That was written in pain, and he was performing Love Sick, an amazing track, and perfect for starting out our spooky, our, 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 Somewhat spooky if you wanted to read spooky stuff, not themed, of course, because we never have a theme for the show. Uh, but if you want to share something spooky, that would be great because it is our spooky week show. That's a good way of putting it, our spooky week show. Um, but just a real good way to start out was uh, scare, 
scare the hijibis off of anybody when it comes to love. I'll tell you what, great piece by him. All right, so before we get started, guys, this is what you can expect, all right? We do take callers in the order that you call in, such as area 903 is our, area code 903 is our first caller tonight, so listen for your telephone area code. If you're wanting to call in and read, the number is 646-595-3965. That's 646-595-3965, all right? When I bring you onto the air, make sure that you introduce yourself, let everyone know who's reading. It's really important to have your name attached to your work and let people know who's reading so they can come over and visit with you, and that's... uh, that's always important. Right now, looking at the switchboard, we're going to start out reading one poem. All right. And if the uh, lines free up a little bit, then we can change that to two. Now, there is one exception to the rule, the one reading one poem rule. And that is if you've done your homework or writing prompt or anything like that, the exercise that I have given you, if you bring that to read on the show and you say, hi, this was the exercise you gave or this was a prompt you gave and this is a poem I wrote, you can read that one and read your normal one that you would normally read on the show. So even though you can just read one poem tonight uh, as we start out the show, if you'd like to read another one, you have to do your homework. <laughs> All right. Or when you're done reading, you can hang up and call back in and get back in the lineup and be able to read again. Or just press 1 and it will take you out. Press 1 it will put you back in and go through the cycle. So, again, and you can read it, your second poem. All right, so one poem limit unless you've brought your homework, and then you can read two. When you are done reading, it's really important to give out your URL so people can come find you, so they can read your work, so they can get to know you as a writer, as a friend, as a part of their community. Uh, so you can inspire and be inspired by each other. <laughs> All right. Now, then, after you give you hey, yeah, after you give you URL, um, that would be great. But remember, you guys, this is a mature-rated show. That means you're bound to hear just about anything, and you probably will, and we normally do, with the exception of hardcore erotica. No adult porn writing, bumping body parts, tab A into slot B, nothing like that. You know, don't get too graphic, and we're good to go. We don't have an adult rating. We have a mature rating. So, you know, kind of keep that in mind. You know what I'm talking about. So to kind of let you know where you are in the lineup, we I'm going to give you the first three callers so you know how soon you're coming up. We have area code 903, as I stated before, followed by area code 832, then 419. All right? So let's go ahead and get to our first caller. 903, you are on the air. Hello, Nyla. This is Eric Nelson Manley Shellman. How are you doing tonight? I'm doing awesome, Eric. It's great to hear from you. Good job getting in first tonight. Thank you. I try. <laughs> I usually call in uh block spot or blogger uh not blogger, my bad. Um block T V or uh dang it, I forgot what it is. Whatever. It block only talk. allows me to call in fifteen minutes before. Yep. So. Exactly. You can call in fifteen minutes before the show starts. So a lot of people don't know well, that. You shouldn't have said that because now you're going to have competition. Uh-oh. Okay. <laughs> this right. is not the information you guys were looking for. Disregard what you just heard. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> you know, you oh, do yeah, know that yeah. I was doing the whole Jedi mind trick hand movement <laughs> when I was saying that. This is not the information you're looking for. I am such a nerd. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Welcome to the show, Eric. 
No, thank you so much. I got a spooky one, and and uh, it's not so much spooky, but I guess it is. It just depends how you take it. But it's called. I don't know if I've read it on your show or not. I don't think I have yet. So it's called a witchy witch. You ready? I am. A witchy witch. A witchy witch. Be a wit witchy witch. Be a bitchy bitch. Uh, bitchy witchy witch. Be a pitchy, bitchy, witchy witch. Be a ditchy, bitchy, witchy witch. Be a stitchery, ditchery, bitchery, witchery witch. Be a fierce, ditchy, ditchy, bitchy, witchy witch. Be a micro-stitchy, fierce, ditchy, ditchy, bitchy, witchy witch. Be a back-stitchy, micro-stitchy, fierce-stitchy, ditchy, bitchy, witch, witch. Witchy witch, be a whip stitchy, back stitchy, micro stitchy, fear stitchy, ditchy, bitchy, witchy witch, be a lock stitchy, whip stitchy, back stitchy, micro stitchy, fear stitchy, ditchy, bitchy, witchy witch, be a super bitchy, lock stitchy, whip stitchy, back stitchy, Micro stitchy, fear stitchy, ditchy, bitchy, witchy witch, be a top stitchy, super bitchy, lock stitchy, whip stitchy, back stitchy, micro stitchy, fear stitchy, ditchy, bitchy, witchy witch, be a hem stitchy, top stitchy, super bitchy, lock stitchy, whim stitchy, back stitchy, micro stitchy, fear stitchy, Ditchy, bitchy, witchy, witch. Be a, uh, it should be, be an elderly tree, uh, elder tree, tree uh, top stitchy, super bitchy, lock stitchy, whip stitchy, back stitchy, micro stitchy, fear stitchy, ditchy, bitchy, witchy, witch. Be a carrot, carrot, tree. Ultra chi, top stitchy, super bitchy, lock stitchy, whip stitchy, back stitchy, micro stitchy, fear stitchy, ditchy, bitchy, witchy, witch, being out pitchy, carrotchy, ultra chi, top stitchy, super bitchy, lock stitchy, whip stitchy, back stitchy, micro stitchy, fear stitchy, ditchy, bitchy, witchy, witch. Alright, it goes on pretty it's pretty long. That's probably I'm just gonna end it there. <laughs> that, that's I did good there, huh? The the very end it uh, changes a little bit. So it's it's a lot of sporadic rhyme and I tried to rhyme everything with witch. So <laughs> but and it and it and it actually means uh actually completely nothing. But if you take each of the words and define them if the reader does, then you could get you could get something more out of it. But anyways, here's the end real quick. Uh, don't be a snitchy, bitchy, witchy, witch. Don't be a switchy, snitchy, bitchy, witchy, witch. Don't be a twitchy, switchy, snitchy, bitchy, witchy, witch. Don't be a flitchy, twitchy, switchy, snitchy, bitchy, witchy, witch. Don't be a glitchy, flitchy, twitchy, switchy. Snitchy, bitchy, witchy, witch. Don't be a 
quit, quitchy, glitchy, glitchy, twitchy, snitchy, bitchy, witchy, witch. Be whatever and whichever witch that you want to be. Don't let others tell you that you are not a real witch because you aren't like them. That's the MP. <laughs> I'm so glad that you told me that the end, at the end that I could just pick one. Yeah. Because I was thinking, damn, I'm going to have to do a lot of reading. <laughs> yeah. That's, well, it, it's like, um, it's kind of like, well, it is nonsense. It is a nonsense poem, of course, but it was more of just a writing exercise. But so, And I've done a whole lot of others. I'm going to be doing more like that. I was taking uh, Halloween creatures and uh, and horror creatures and making them. So, and I just am rhyming with with whatever words they are. And then if I have two words for one creature, then I rhyme both back to back. So, like black cats, uh, I had uh, ack, a c k, and and uh, and at was the for the cat. So. And it just goes on and on and on. It becomes redundant, but it's fun to write. and give me something to do. <laughs> it was fun to listen to. All right, Eric, my darling, tell everyone how they can come find you, please. Um, thank you so much. Uh, you can find me on allpoetry.com, poemhunter.com. You can find me on poetrysoup.com. It's Eric Nelson Manley Shellman. And you can find me on my blog. And hang on one second. And it is, uh, it is ericshellman.blogspot.com. And that's really it right now. You can find me on Twitter and YouTube. It's Eric Nelson Manley Shellman. And I'm still off of Facebook, so I'm, I might be making a pseudonym and pretending not to be myself so I can get back on Facebook. But I don't know. I haven't decided yet. <laughs> Thanks so much. I'm glad you like my poem, and uh, I'm actually traveling from the job, and we haven't made it to uh, rent house uh, rent house yet. So I'm probably not going to be on much after this. So you mean tonight? But or I might at all? get back on. Yeah, I might be on later on, maybe. Okay. So okay. If not, okay. I might just listen. I might just listen on my phone. All right, sweetheart. You had me scared there for a minute. All right, great job tonight. Appreciate you so much, Eric. (laughs) Thank you so much, Nyla. Thanks for the platform. Uh, Thanks to all your sponsors. And uh, have a great night. And I'll talk to you next week. All right. I might talk to you (laughs) tonight, too. All right. All right. right. Okay. Our next caller comes from area code 419. 419, you're on the air. Hi, Nyla. Hey, darling. How are you? I'm good. I'm good. How are you? I'm doing absolutely wonderful. (laughs) I'm sad because I didn't find my Halloween poem, but I found a bunch of other treasures. (laughs) But um, I didn't find my Halloween poem to share tonight, so I kind of feel sad about that. Uh, I'll keep looking for it. (laughs) I'll keep looking for it. (laughs) Um, But I did find one. It's just not going to be with the Halloween theme thing. But, but I heard no, you beginning of your okay. show. That's okay. It doesn't have to be a theme. 
We don't yeah. have scenes on this show, but it's cool if you read something spooky tonight. Just because it's spooky. <laughs> I know. I wish I could have too, because it was about being claustrophobic. Because I, I'm very claustrophobic, and being stuck in like one of those mazes, and having like zombies jump out at you and stuff. And it was like a really cool thing. And I just wish I could find it. <laughs> okay. I wrote it. Now in you school, really have to find it and try calling back in tonight. Yeah. Or you can read it I next it week. There's no reason you can't read that next week. Yeah, it just makes me more diligent in trying to find it, but I'll keep looking. I'm keeping okay. looking. I found a bunch of my song lyrics and stuff, so that's cool, too. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah, today I was just, or tonight, I was just going to read it. It's called Silent Love is a piece that I was going to read. Okay. Are you ready? I am. You can play some spooky music. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Prelude into it. Okay, Silent Love. For the lack of words that remain upon your lips to say what you say, but never what you intend. Conveying your message, yet not loud, but very clear. You say what you want for only you to hear. Words may have meaning when correctly spoken, but holding your silence is to bite your own tongue. Let the stone you cast be the first one thrown, having it come back to you tenfold. Karma is bitter as silently you speak, yet loud enough for others you are an imbecile and weak. Hold your tongue like you do, dare not you speak. Silence becomes you, for you have gone too far. Your meaning, way too explicit, as silence is your golden rule. Say what it is that you have got to say. Get those words all out of the way. Never to hold back the message you are trying to convey. Speak, speak now or never, or forever hold your tongue. Brandished in your own silence, a humble, lonely accord to carry on alone. May you find comfort in the emptiness that has become you inside. End piece. <laughs> that was awesome. <laughs> I hate the whole time, the whole time that you were reading, I have scary music soundtrack <laughs> on the nice. on the board somewhere. I don't remember what they were called. And so you're reading that, and I'm scrolling through these like a madwoman <laughs> trying to find it. So that I could you know like you can slowly it. bring it up while you were reading and, and bring your. But I couldn't find it. I can't Let's find it. Let's play the on psycho one. And <laughs> 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 now I got visions of that. Uh, yeah. Well, I'll keep looking for it. If I find it, I can I'll try to read it next week and stuff. I'll keep trying to look wait for a minute, it. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. Listen. Okay. You ready? Wait a second. We'll, yep. we'll start this. This will work. Yes. Okay, here we go. I found it. Yeah, there was. There's my spooky, spooky music. See, I could have brought that up behind yeah. you. The hairs on my neck are raising right now. <laughs> We're just gonna leave that on for a bit. All right. <laughs> cool. <laughs> there, tell everyone again how to find you. Oh, I'm I'm Shelly Gambino on Facebook. I have a page called Poetical Intrigue as well. It's on where it's just all my poems are that I post on there. I post a lot of them on Facebook as well. So um, welcome to send me a friend request or if you want to see some more of my stuff, that's where you can find me. Very cool. All right, sweetheart. <laughs> Great job tonight. And if you find that, definitely call back in, okay? I, I sure will. I would like to. Okay. All right. Thank you very much. All right. <laughs> Bye. 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 
Okay. So if you guys have a scary poem to read tonight, let me know it's scary, and I'm going to put on the spooky music behind you because I found it. I was seriously searching all over that. That was so funny. All right. Our next caller comes at Maria Code 219. 219, you're on the air. I'm doing wonderful. How are you, Brother O? Oh, I'm good. I'm doing good. It is good to hear from you, sweetheart. Go ahead. Unfortunately, I don't have any Halloween poetry here, but I have a a poem where I'm going to interject some some interject of Halloween terms. Go ahead when you're ready. The title of this poem is called Transform Hater. My dear brothers and sisters, you listen to a transform hater. I said that Anakin Skywalker when he became Darth Vader. The wonderful man that you all know as Brother O was once a brother with hate in his heart and spirit. I used to be somebody who hated on everybody. I'll be the first one to admit, I don't. I did love myself and they don't self-esteem. I'll be the first one to admit that I enjoyed hurting this cheese here because I was hurt in this cheese. I bullied so-called friends family members. Who died at my back? I became a hater to get payback on those who did me wrong. At one point in my life, there the hate was so strong on me, the degree where I had thoughts of revenge. I was caught up in this, this is cycle. It could have been mental cases like Michael Myers. It all held me hostage for years. It was, it was invading my heart and spirit like a cancer spreading all over my body. The shit was gradually killing me on the inside. If it wasn't for God on my side, I wouldn't be here right now. And I was kind of scary like Chuck. Then leads to anger. Anger leads to hate. Hate leads to suffering. Hate is a very powerful emotion. When you say, I hate you to your brother and sister, you automatically submit murder in your spirit like Jason slaying teens of Camp Crystal Lake on the Friday the 13th series. Hate is a day, extremely dangerous emotion because not only do you hurt the people who love you, you end up hurting yourself more than the brother and sister that you were hating on. And like Freddy Krueger, I would have been a modern-day nightmare on Drummond Street in East Chicago, Indiana. The spirit of hate made me very dangerous. Because it was driving me to do things that I knew were not of my nature. And I cared for me, like that evil clown in it. I used to be a very jealous and envious person. 
I spend most of my time and energy tearing down people with my words of negativity and hate. And I had many enemies as a result. You might as well call, call me the modern-day witch. I couldn't stand to see other people being blessed because I didn't have what they had. I thought I was better than everybody else because I was the type of didn't care about nobody but himself. I couldn't stand to see anybody happen. Because I was miserable in addition to being angry and hostile. Never wanted to see anybody succeed because I referred to myself as a failure and I was afraid of the future. But though I never knew that he used to be a hater. My brother, this is very surprising to hear that. My brother, that's not like you. Now, how did you turn to, how did you turn from being a transformed hater? And I finally realized how hateful I was becoming and how it cost me friendship. In fact, the people love me and the damage that I caused, I knew right then and there, I had to change my ways Embrace my own hate cycle before I became a monster. This is evil monster in real life. I had to ask God to forgive me for hating on my brothers and sisters and to remove this de-rooted hate within my heart. Life is too short for me to be hateful. So while I'm here on this planet, I'm going to take every opportunity I have to show true love and appreciation for my brothers and sisters because only got one chance only got one chance at it I got too much going for me right now to waste my time and energy worrying about what other people are doing and what they got I got too much to live for right now to be hating on my own brothers and sisters I'm too hateful to be grateful I'm too grateful to be hateful. Brothers and sisters, hate nearly destroyed me from within. However, God unconditional love transformed me and freed me from this path of self-destruction. And That was phenomenal, my dear. Great job. As always, a great job. Beautiful. And very good advice. Good advice to live by. Thank you. All right, my dear. You you know the drill, right? You know what you need to do. Oh, uh, to those of you who are not my friends on Facebook, you can find me on the Omar Brother Old Gathering. And as always, thank you everybody. Who calls into this show and supports uh, my dear sister Nala? And thank you for all hearing me read every single week on the CBD Cafe. We appreciate so much you being part of the family and uh, being here with us, Brother O. Great job, honey. You're welcome. All righty. I just got a message from the text. Sorry about that. I'm typing to them and talking to you, and I don't do well doing both. 
All right, brother. Thank you so much, sweetheart. We appreciate you, love. Welcome. <laughs> bye bye, hun, and happy spooky week. You too. Thank you. <laughs> bye. All right, our next caller comes on as a Skype caller, so we all know who that is. Skype caller. Dun dun dun. Introduce yourself, Hi, please. Everybody. How are we all doing today? <laughs> I've actually decided I'm going to do um, the I Am piece first this week. I, you cut out there. I'm sorry, sweetheart. What's that? Uh, I'm going to actually do the I Am piece that Are I've you? been trying to do this week. <laughs> and it's called We would love to have you do that. So that means you get to read two, right? Uh, the other one's kind of got a bit of a twinge on the Halloween vibe anyway, so I, I, I've worked it in there. <laughs> uh, I'm going to start with the I am, though, and it's called the Me You See. Okay. I am me. That's right. I am still me. But all you can see is my disability. I can still feel. I still have the same heart, the same soul. I didn't lose myself. I didn't lose all hope. Do you suddenly believe that I cannot still achieve? You judge, but you do not know. To do what you deem normal is now a monumental task. Does that make me weaker? Does that mean I am of no use? But you aren't fully able. What could you offer society? How? How can these words leave your mouth with no shame falling over your conscience? How can we believe when we're kicked down so frequent and easily to keep waking each day feeling broken and alone? It's not a choice to be this way. I didn't think when I was younger, what I want to be when I am older is to be seen as a burden. To live each day with a heart and a mind that is hurting. Just as much as the crippled shell in which I am forced to reside. I wish I had hope still. Wish the world was a kinder place. I wish I wasn't seen by strangers as just another waste of space. But I am one of many. I choose to fight on. I am me and always will be, no matter what goes wrong. Imagine life through my shoes, the battles fought throughout each day. Would you wish to still fight on, wearing a smile through your shattered pride? Inside this tortured frame, the hopeful dreamer still does hide. I hope one day I can show just how wrong that you have been by breaking through the barriers before me to still achieve my dreams. End peace. That was incredible. You did a fantastic job, sweetheart. It was uh, what I ended up writing up after... Hearing several things said about me behind my back during my mm-hmm. time at college recently, 
um, to wow. realising just how evil certain people can be with the way they see people and how quick mm-hmm. they are to judge you. Yep. Yep. You know, everybody, think how sad it would be, seriously. Think how sad it would be if everything on this planet was exactly the same. I mean, think about how chaotic this world would be if everybody was a Nyla. You know, <laughs> or how beautiful sounding the world would be if everybody was a you. <laughs> you know, but our our differences are the things that we believe, think, you know, they're, they're, they're not a threat to each other unless we impose them on each other. You know, I don't care. You're my neighbor, and I don't care what you do in your own yard. You know, don't come over in my yard and pee on my roses because in your country that's sacred, right? <laughs> but if I come over to your yard and visit and you go pee on your roses, I'm not going to get all upset because you just don't do that. You know, those are your roses. That's yeah. your backyard. That's your world. I'm visiting. I'm learning. I'm discovering. I'm sharing. You know, it's, I think that I have this open-minded, insatiable open-minded curiosity about everything. I want to poke everything with a stick, you know, that I don't know how to be judgmental like that. You know, it's just, it's not a conscious, it's not something that I can wrap my brain around. I don't understand it. It it absolutely makes no sense to me, you know, none. And so I see the things that go on in the world like that, but it's so hard for me to understand how that could be. How how yeah. people can do that? Why would they do that? Why would they want to do that? You know, God, so uh, much of our history has been spent it's... fighting over making people think like we think that we don't live. Yeah, uh, I think a lot of it is just with the the modernization of the world, people uh, being shown what they believe is the the image of the perfect person or the perfect life, and everyone just wants that. But we forget to live while we're chasing all those things. You know, it's really funny. As I was talking to a friend of mine the other day, and we were talking kind of about that subject about being normal and you know all of that stuff. I'm, I'm so I'm sitting there with my friend, and I'm talking to my friend, and I'm, I told him, I said, you know, all of my friends are three quarters of a bubble off. And then I realized I was sitting there talking <laughs> to one of my friends, <laughs> and I said, yes, and even you. You know, I said, I collect interesting, exciting, colorful, slightly warped people. I love surrounding myself with people who are broken and quirky and interesting and upside down, you know, because that makes my life this amazing kaleidoscope of wonder and joy and funness. You know, the thought of going and shopping in a mall or, you know, sitting down to a company Christmas party or attending, you know, the barbecue down the street with the Stepford wives. I would probably go in there dressed like a gothic Alice in Wonderland and throw water balloons on everybody. That would be me. I would be that neighbor. You know, the, just just the thought of everybody playing that game, playing that role. This is who I'm supposed to be. That's what I'm supposed to be when that's absolutely not who I am, so I'm not even going to pretend, you know. And I don't know. I don't know. <sighs> I loved you right. It, it, it's better to escape the pretense more often than not. Um, my second piece is written from an aspect of someone talking after they've gone to the other side of the veil. 
and it's called Cry for Help. Okay. Hello? Excuse me? I'm lost and alone. I don't know where I'm going. I cannot find my home. Hello? Excuse me? I'm asking for but a moment of your time. If I was in your position, I'd spare you some of mine. Hello? Can you hear me? I'm starting to get scared. I'm shouting out my loudest, yet I'm still not heard. Hello? Please help me. I'm cold, tired, and lost all hope. I'm begging you, you're my last chance. For on this world alone, it's impossible to cope. And peace. Wow. You know, when you first started reading that, it kind of made me think of, it made me start thinking of a homeless person. All right. And then it made me think about a conversation I had with Morgan. I was talking to Morgan about um, being in an abusive relationship. And then I started thinking about the person who's, um, you know, who's, who's challenged with some mental issues that are just a little bit too hard to juggle at the moment, walking down the street looking just as, you know, regular as, as the next person. You know, I'm, I'm, and I'm thinking. Then it made me think about a line I wrote in a poem where, you know, I, I'm out there, you know, words thrown on the ground, just waiting for someone to see them, look at them, and then look up. It's something like the line went, you know. But it it made me think about how we walk through this world, and then that that whole trail of thought process brought me to the the conclusion as you were reading about you know it doesn't matter what you're talking about it doesn't matter what situation you're in what made prompted you to write that to me what made that such an empower power i mean it does matter but the power of that poem is that we all have that we all have been there we all know that and if we don't you know it's that cry for help and it can come from anywhere anyone anywhere for any reason and I remember used I used to when I was working downtown one time and I would have to you know park my car several blocks away from work and then walk down to the radio station and I'd see people walking down the streets and they're all looking down they're all looking down nobody's looking up you know you also and spot not not many of them are smiling either not smiling not looking up not looking in each other's eyes and. I remember one time, it made me think about, I remember one time I was walking through a grocery store and I looked up and I met the eyes of a girl walking the opposite direction and she had two black eyes and she spoke 10 years volume to me in that one second glance by making eye contact. I instantly knew where she was, what was going on in her life and saw that she needed help. And I kind of stalked her around the store. And when she was ready to check out and stuff, I I was behind her and stopped her outside of the store, and um, started talking to her. And at first she was defensive, but I I just talked gentle, and and you know pretty soon she just started crying and opened up. And and long story short, 
I ended up, I kept her for two days. We went, we got her stuff. I bought her a bus ticket back to Kansas to where her family was and got her out of the situation. She was in, and when we were at her house, we were grabbing, we, I took her to her house, and, and we were grabbing stuff, and she was just emptying drawers into, like, pillowcases and bags and duffel bags and things just to get stuff out of there fast. And she called me about a month later and told me that in her, this is kind of weird, but I just I just want you to understand the importance of it. Um, in the stuff she was going through that she grabbed from the house was her boyfriend's journal. And in the journal she had found things where he had written about different ways of killing her. You know, I'm so mad at her today, I wish I could grind up a light bulb and put it in her her soup or something like that. I mean, crazy, weird, demented stuff, right? And she's reading all this stuff, and she goes, and there's pages and pages and pages of it, and I just wanted to say thank you. And so when you're reading that poem, that whole course of thought, you know, she's convinced that had she not gotten out of there when she did, that she probably would have ended up dead. Had I not looked up and met someone's eyes in the grocery store, who knows what could have happened to that girl? You know, maybe nothing, maybe everything. And so I'm reading your poem, and the the power of that piece to me was that we need to start looking in each other's eyes. We need to look up. We need to take our eyes off our feet and look at the world and the people around us. You know, we are so used to society taking care of everybody else. It's not our business anymore, blah, blah, blah. It is our business. We are each other's business, folks. You know, Trevon Martin, if a mother somewhere in that neighborhood had a turned on her light, opened that door, and yelled out, hey, what's going on out here? That situation, I do not believe, would have escalated to the point where a young man got shot, period, regardless of what the situation was, because they would not have had the anonymity, anonymity of being alone in the dark. There was someone else there. There was another voice. You know, please, as human beings, look up and notice each other, listen to each other. Now, I just went on that huge entire rant because your peace provoked that emotional response out of me. As writers, I think that we try, our ultimate goal is to provoke an emotional response out of the reader, out of the person listening. Because when you can do that, you know you've written something pretty powerful. All right, I'm done. I'm running out of steam. <laughs> well, I'm lost the words on what to say there. Um, okay, Cyril. Love the poem. Great job. Awesome. <laughs> Thank you very much. That, that got us back on track. Okay. <laughs> All right, sweetheart. So, Thank you everyone as else my for patience. yeah, <laughs> as my furthest away caller who I absolutely adore. Please tell everyone where you're from and how they can find you and all that good stuff. Uh, I'm from England, and I can be found on Facebook. Uh, It's Callum Kennedy Hume, and I can be found on Twitter at Kennedy Hume as well. Awesome. And you're definitely sitting there dressed in Highlander clothes right now, right? No. (laughs) Damn. In my brain, you are. I already told you that. (laughs) (laughs) Well, the 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 the, wherever the the you version of Highlander clothes. That doesn't necessarily have to be a quilt. Quilt. You can be wearing leather britches. That's fine. Yeah. No, I'm so mean. I just took on you so bad, don't I? 
You guys can say whatever you want, but you know every girl out there is thinking of Highlander right now. So just don't even say anything to me, you guys. (laughs) All right, sweetheart, appreciate you being here. Tell everyone your Facebook page once again. It's Colin Kennedy Hume, and I can be found also on Twitter uh, at Kennedy Hume. Awesome. All right, sweetheart, great job tonight. Great pieces. Thank you. You're very welcome. Bye-bye, hon. All right. Our next caller comes from area code 734. 734, you are on the air. Hello. This is Dennis Hello, White. hello. <laughs> Sorry, I was slow on the pickup. <laughs> <laughs> Were you all kicked back with your feet up and your journal on your lap and the incense going and glass of red wine next to you? I camera both ways. <laughs> Oops, dang it, I shouldn't have called you You know what, you last night dancing to Saturday Night Live was pretty awesome <laughs> uh, Yes <laughs> Doing that dance fever, dance fever Okay, go ahead, I'm sorry <laughs> That's your show, you you go ahead <laughs> Yeah, no, I'm really done <laughs> I'm done <laughs> How about we introduce you to everybody? That's a really good start. Yes, right my name is Dennis White, and I'm from Michigan. So welcome to the show, Dennis. It's great to have you here. Well, thank you, and it's always a pleasure uh, being here on Thursday nights. Uh, uh, a high point of my Thursdays. <laughs> <laughs> Definitely ours as well, Dennis. So tell us how your week's been, what you brought for us, and why. Well, I've had a I've had a real good week. Uh, I no complaints and uh enough said there. I do have a poem, uh, a Halloween poem. I suppose you could put this under and uh, you could play some spooky background music if you wish. Uh the uh the title of this poem is The Curse of Sarah Brand and it was a collaboration poem that uh, was written by Scott Enfield and myself. The Curse of Sarah Brand. The moon refused to shine that night. A misty fog consumed all light. The wind, it moaned a sad, sad song. My heart of hearts knew it was wrong. A mournful howling pierced the air. Of goosebumps I was now aware. The rusty gate creaked eerily, scaring the pride right out of me. Into the graveyard I did creep. On sacred ground where the dead sleep, my flashlight and crowbar in hand, Onto the crypt of Sarah Brand. A dare was made I did accept. Into this place I slowly crept to pry a rock from her old tomb on this night of darkest gloom. I should have kept my bold mouth shut, but I'd been drinking old rock gut. Pride had got the best of me. Now on a fool's errand, I can barely see. My light finds the block I'm sent to retrieve. 
My hands are now shaking. I want so to leave. Put crow, my crowbar between the block and the mortar and lean in hard, hoping to transport her. A grating scrape, a pop, a roar. It tumbled to the dusty floor. The tombs start filling with fell haze. Looking around in quite a daze. The door slams shut. Oh, no, what now? A sinking feeling in my gut. An apparition soon appears. My knees are shaking with my fears. She stood before me in her glory, assessing me her newfound quarry. My feet seemed frozen to the floor, no chance to make it to the door. I heard her words inside my head. She spoke the language of the dead. I understood her every word. Now with her here, I stay interred in the poem. That was incredible, absolutely incredible. And the music was perfect for it. Our first official, yes, official spooky poem of the night. <laughs> Very well, cool. You. You're welcome. <laughs> so what Glad are you doing I tonight, Dennis? Lend, lend to the occasion. Pardon? What are you doing tonight? What am, I, what am I doing tonight? Nothing special except the time I spend with you. Do you want to hang out and host the rest of the spooky show with me tonight? Uh, I, I I appreciate the offer, but I'd rather not. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, I just figured it couldn't hurt to ask. I I ask for a treat, and I get a trick instead. I, you know, I can live with that. That's Bummer. good. Bummer. I wouldn't let let him read on the show again. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's perfectly fine if you don't want to. I just thought I would extend the offer. I, 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 that's so kind, and uh, maybe another time, but not tonight. Thank you. Okay, that works for me. <laughs> Thanks, you sweetheart. Yes. Great You're job. Welcome. And if you want to read another one, just jump back in the lineup, okay? Uh, all right. And my my work, if anybody's interested, uh, may be found on allpoetry.com, and I write under the name of Haiku Bless You with hyphens between the words. And that's where I am. So check it out. If you like it, good. If you don't, that's good too. I always accept uh, uh, criticism uh, very well. Uh, just keep it, keep it kind, and keep it uh, significant. <laughs> All right, I'll, I'll let you go, and uh, I, I will let the next po- uh, poet step up to the mic. And I'll say, God right. bless. Thank you, sweetheart. Great job tonight. All right. Our next caller comes from area code 216. 216, you're on the air. Mama. Yes. Hey, Mama. I would ask you to stay and host tonight, but I know you do other things on Thursday nights, by the way. Just so you know, that's why I've never asked you, because I know you do that other thing, too. Well. Just don't want you to think I'm playing favorites with the boys. (laughs) Well, I already think that. I know you do. can't stop it but I just wanted to let you know that that is why I don't ask you because I know that you do the wolf, the wolf thing, which you can kind of plug at the end of your read if you'd like. Let people know what you're doing over there. And 
plus you always played Carlos is tracking you never played mine in the last ten years. So I have other reasons other than that, but no, I'm not gonna bring that up. This is just okay. <laughs> I'm really glad you didn't bring that up on public radio. You know, you know the reason is I emailed you every time you send me that track. Every time you send me your track, I can't get it to download. I don't know what's going on. So if it's, is it on YouTube? Because I'll, I'll, uh, I'll pirate it off YouTube if it's on YouTube. But I can't download okay. your files. It won't download onto my computer. It blocks it for some reason. That's why I don't have it on there, just so you know. It's on SoundCloud. I know, but when I, I don't know maybe if it's something with SoundCloud or whatever. But if you can upload the track to YouTube for me and send me the link, I'll I'll pirate it off there, um, and then you can delete it off there if you don't want it on there. But I can get it from you that way, or you can just try emailing me the actual MP3 file, and not do it through SoundCloud because it, I've never been able to get get it off of there. I don't know. That's all. All right. Anyway, that's enough of that. Or call um, me later, and I'll walk you through it. We'll walk through it off the air. Okay. Um, let me see. I have something picked out here. Is it spooky? Well, I think it's spooky, but it, I didn't write it. But um, I I wanted to do one of my own with the short and the, the long one because I did my homework the same day that you um, gave it out last week. Then go ahead, so my dear. That's the rules. Do okay, I get to so play the haunted music it. at all? Yes. Okay, tell me when you want me to play it. Uh, you can start playing it. It's called a Child's Nightmare. Okay. And it's um, written by uh, um, Robert Graves. You start. You can start the music. It is. It's gone. Through long nursery nights he stood by my bed unwearying. Loom, gigantic, formless, queer, purring in my haunted ear. That same hideous nightmare thing. Talking as he lapped my blood. In a voice cruel and flat, saying forever, Cat! 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 That one word was all he said. That one word, oh, my sweet. And Mommy Conus mocked despair. Nonsense may be light as air. But there's nonsense that can keep poor bristling around the head. When a voice cool and flat says forever, that, 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 she had faded. He was gone years ago with nursery land. When he leapt on me again from that clink of a night train, overpowered me foot and head. Lapped my blood while on and on the voice, the old voice, cruel and flat as forever. Cat, cat, cat. Morphia drowsed again, I lay. In a crater by high wood, he was there with straddling legs, staring eyes as big as eggs, purring as he lapped my blood. 
his black bulk, darkening the day with a voice cruel and flat. Cat, 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 he said cat, cat. I'm shot through the heart and head, and there's no choice but to die. The last word I'll hear, no doubt, won't be changed or bombed him out. Your stretcher bears pride. Let that body be. He's dead. But a voice, cruel and flat, forever saying, Cat, cat, cat. And Robert Grace. That was incredible, Mama. So what made you pick that one? Why do you really like that one? Because it seems like uh, it describes a lot of things. And then it has, the part that made me really pick it was when it said, um, with the last words I hear, no doubt, won't be charged for bombing out. I mean, you saying that this cat was worse than receiving a, a bomb or a, a charge of a bomb. And we have that bomb thing going on, so I said, you know what, this is a good Halloween thing. Because that Halloween thing that's going on right now is like a real life Halloween thing. And he said, hearing that cat in his ear while he sleeps, he was down. <laughs> so it's like, he kind of felt like he was coming all over there. I thought it was phenomenal, and I love it when you, because you do that occasionally, and Michael Todd's real good about doing that too, finding a piece written by somebody else and bringing it and sharing it, and you know, you you bring a lot of poets that uh, we wouldn't normally um, hear, and uh, so I appreciate it when you do that. By the way, I was talking with Andrew, Andy, from the east coast of canada okay and he is going to be doing a uh uh inkwell not inkwell a reverse special so i wanted to get you in touch with him and see if maybe he want you know you can co-host that with him because you used to co-host that show and hang out on there for a while and i know you really love it and miss it so i thought that might be something you'd want to be involved with i know that it's in november um, I've got to look and see if I can uh, find the date that he committed to. He's off that week. Um, Andrew Scott, where are you? Okay, well, well I'll, I'll contact him and check it out. You know. Yeah. I'm trying to remember um, the date that he gave me. But it's during the week, but it's going to be an impromptu show, Reverse, and we'll kind of prompt or let everyone know what that's about. But I want to kind of te- give you everyone a teaser and let them know that we're working on that right now. So, yeah, that's what I was going to okay. say. <laughs> this is another spooky poem, and it's called Syntax Orphans of Speech. Syntax Orphans of Speech is a poem I wrote, I think, in 2017, and it's scary. Uh, we don't need to use it. It's scary in a different way. Okay. <clears throat> we, the Syntax Orphans of Semitic Speech, so here we go, another poem, dawning in the morning. The afternoon traffic of rapid rhymes and tales of the times busy on the highways of the mind. Another poem, yawning in the evening. We poets sleep 
and dream well of bars banning illicit solutions, words that are not met with locutions, words that are dressed up fine for the intrinsic occasion, yet spewing language unbefitting the syntax, nor following the blueprint of the correct verbiage, applauding the pretense of nonsense. Here we go, poet, journeying to the mental depths searching to find the words correct that fixes the inept so that the meaning cures the meaningless misnomers of the literate leading the thinkers into delusion guiding us away from the facts and towards the circus of illusion vagueness and ambiguity will cause clashes and word wrecks in this bastard language called English because Illuminati are not with light, but without. What words and other words can they feed our minds that lead scribes into dubious thinking of doubt? And finally, not able to say what they want to say and appear as not to know what they are talking about. Another poem yawning evening, another poem dawning in the morning, as we bars and crown town criers are awakened, awakened by known, away from childish nightmare sleep, from the nightmare sleep to the walk amongst you and stand before you to be more assured of what we speak, dedicated to Nam Chomsky. You know, I don't, how long have you been calling into the show, Mama? Ten years. How do you think you've changed as a writer in those ten years? Basically, not that much, but just getting better with um, getting better with um, grammar, put it like that. But. Uh, most of the stuff I read that I wrote back then, I kind of like it better. So I'm not, like, like the more I teach it, y'all, the dumber I get. <laughs> <laughs> you know, there. When I met you, you were called Mama. Mm-hmm. You know, and there's a reason that you're called Mama is because you know that's just that's just who you are, and you had earned that title even back then. You've really grown, and you know I don't know if we, if you were to go back and listen to you read on maybe the first shows. You know we don't notice changes in ourselves, but you know when you've been around somebody for a long time, I notice changes in you. You know, and if you were to go back and maybe listen to you read on the first couple of shows you read on, you know maybe even go back nine years because you know you'll be on one of those shows and listen to the archives and find you on there and and listen and listen to the way that you read now. You know, there is, you've always had that confidence. You've always had that regalness about you that has earned you the title of mama to us, that's earned that respect from us, I guess is a good way to put it. Um, But, 
if you were mama when you started, it's more like you're the matriarch. You know, you're our empress now. You know, <laughs> caliber. <laughs> Just the the messages that you share, the way you reach out, the way you embrace, the way you educate, the way you don't pull punches, the things that you're willing to share, the risks you take in your writing. You know, I just think that you're pretty amazing. And I probably should have waited and told you all that good stuff on the anniversary show. But, you know, there's never, what if I got hit by a bus today, you know, on my way to the buy milk? And and I never said those things to you. They're important, I think. And uh, I just want you to know that. Listening to you read that piece and listening to how beautifully you put together, and I was listening to the structure, you know, of the piece, the way that it was actually written, the word usage, the way you put the words together, the way you wove the words together, you know, it just was absolutely beautiful to hear, beautiful to listen to. I mean, it, it, it was a, it was, it was lyrically a work of art to listen to the sounds of. The, the way that you read that, the way the words fell together, the rhymes, the near rhymes, the internal rhyme schemes, all of it. It was just beautiful. Great job, Mama. Oh, thank you so much. Um, I love Noam Chomsky, and um, I just think he's, you know, I just had to write something with, with some research I've done. That one wasn't but yours? I think, yeah, I wrote that and dedicated the interview. You said dedicated okay. to Noam Chomsky. Don't scare me like that. I just about wet myself on the air. <laughs> That's the gnome I was speaking to, speaking about in the poem. Mm-hmm. And I said, um, um, we've been awakened. We, we as bars and town criers, are awakened, awakened by gnome. You know, that's mm-hmm. from the nightmare sleep to walk amongst to stand before you to be more assured of what we speak. Um, he's yeah. just a nice guy, admire in this modern day. And um, as far as your comment goes, I feel that, like my old stuff, a lot of people did not understand me, basically. That's why I posted on my post last week, the more I teach, the dumber I get, you know, because I got to know all these... I love that. hip-hop <laughs> artists, and I kind of just went with the flow with them, playing, I was playing with my kids <laughs> when I do some of that crazy stuff. But um, yeah, I've always had basically um, stuff like this, but I kind of like just didn't read it. Um, I like really playing with my kids too much, but they'll they'll be in my book. <laughs> I feel much better now. All right, Mama, great job tonight. Do me a favor and tell everyone how they can come love on you, and make sure you get a hold of Andy. Uh, okay, I will. Um, Mama, oh no, it's not Mama over there. It's uh, Vicky Aqua on Facebook and uh, Vicky Aqua Poetry Soup and Library of My Poems on Facebook. You can read a lot of my stuff there. And Very cool. That's about it. Because I do have one on WordPress, but I can't remember the password, so I haven't been in here lately. Uh, you just Google Vicky Aqua. You'll, they'll tell you where I'm at because where I am. Um, because most of the time I'm, you know, all over the place. And if I have, like, made the uh, the hit list, uh, I told you about a few weeks ago, um, they, they know where I'm at. You just Google Vicky Apple. <laughs> all right, Mama, I love you, honey. Thank you so much. Love you, 
And Ron, yeah, I knew the music was bed was still on, but the studio glitched, and I'm trying to I'm just trying to act normal and all that, but I couldn't turn that music bed off when she was done. So that's why I kept trying to keep her talking about the piece because <laughs> I couldn't I couldn't get the music to turn off. It was bad. Oh, that's why we have fun here because you guys tolerate me and all my little mishaps. All right, I'm going to go ahead and give you the next three callers so you kind of know where you are. We have two five six. 951 and 585. Those are our next three callers. So you can kind of have a heads up on what order you're coming on. And I do want to say hello to Constantine real quick. I am so happy you're here. And it's really funny. It's kind of like, you know, weird premonition, vujade. This has never happened to me before, but it really has. Um, but we were just talking about you um, last week and how much I missed you and wasn't sure what was going on with you. But, you know, I dropped by a while back and left a message for you to know that you were, we were thinking about you and missed you. And we actually played one of your tracks last week. Um, it was, I, think, I believe it was The Fall is the one that we played, the one that you recorded for me because it was so cool. I called in, but I'm on Skype. I see you. You're the, actually the fourth caller coming up. So we have uh, 256951. 585 and then we have Constantine so there so anyway I just want to tell you very good to see you here I'm very glad it wouldn't be a, a spooky Halloween week show without having you here and uh, not just for this week but all the time we miss you all right so let's go ahead and grab 256 256 are you with me good evening Nyla Ooh, hello hi <laughs> how are you I'm doing awesome how are you sweetheart I'm doing fine. This is Stan from Alabama. Of course it is. So, Stan, did you bring something spooky tonight? Oh, yes, I did. Do you want me to play spooky music? Oh, of course you can. And by the way, this was from one of your homeworks. Which one? Do you remember you telling me once that you were going to give me 200 gold stars for doing my homework? I did. I, I yeah I'm you, sure I did tell you that. <laughs> and Do I have to find two hundred gold stars? Right, and I remember my <laughs> funny remark that that put a smile on my apple polisher heart. Oh, I remember that. Yes, and that's the spooky we're reading, apple polisher's heart. Okay, wait, give me give me a couple seconds. I got to get the scary music there. I should have a kid. Okay, here we go. Ready? Oh yeah. teacher whom I held in my heart. She was a goddess, an angel, and more. But other students didn't treat her that way. And one so vile, I truly abhorred. Her image to me, always in an aura of light. But Billy Spike cussed her, broke every rule. He showed disrespect at every turn, 
never obeyed when told to stay after school. I told him, Spike, you'll live to regret this someday. When your actions catch up to you, kiss off, you ass kisser. He growled back at me. Fuck you and her. I'll do what I want to do. The other kids thought this was quite funny. Teacher's ass-kissing pet, they said, so amused. I felt the rage and pain swell up inside me. Couldn't stand my angel and I being so abused. Twelve years have now passed. I'm a grown man. But those memories and heart and mind still hold. My angel moved on. I wish her a blessed life. Patient I waited to collect dues long owed. Now the school and the parents seem so appalled. Can't imagine why they're so distraught. Spike's severed head on a stool facing the corner. The rules stay after school. He's been taught. So I mark him out of my school yearbook. And you might have thought me done, but alas. Many lessons still to teach for my angel teacher. And it was a very, very large class. In peace. <laughs> that's kind of scary. I think that's the point, though, right? Yeah. <laughs> that was awesome. <laughs> uh, all right, yes, you get your 200 gold stars. <laughs> Well, between that and Spike's severed head, my heart's smiling again. <laughs> oh, absolutely awesome. All right, so that was your homework piece. So what mm-hmm. are you going to share for your other one? Well, uh, that was actually some homework that I had done before. I'd already read that. So That's what I was okay. thinking, I'm, go- I'm going to let other people come on. I'm going to go ahead and check out and check right back in. And then if I get back on, I figure since it's that time of year again, it's time for that poem again. Not that poem. Yes. That poem. Okay. All right, that works for me. I've got you down here. Do you want to just hang out and host while we go through the calls? Sure. You want to hang out with me tonight? Sure. Okay, let's do that. All right, let's go ahead and grab. Oops, I muted him. Ha! <laughs> Click on the trigger. Teasing that would trick or treat. There's your treat. You don't really get a host. Bye. <laughs> <laughs> All right, let's grab our next caller, Stan. We have uh, area code nine five one. Nine five one, you're on the air. Good evening. Good evening. How are you? I'm doing well, thank you. Uh, this is Eric Devon, San Bernardino, Southern California. It is very good to hear from you, my dear. Thank you for the invite. You're uh, very welcome. I'm very glad you were able to make it. Indeed. Uh, so it's been a very interesting evening so far, hearing a variety of poems. Um, I had a conversation with a friend of mine who we was we had been talking about some poetry we'd heard that was pretty frustrating. 
wasn't very good. And she, in a moment of frustration, she mentioned uh, she felt like good poetry was uh, doomed to become extinct. And we turned that into a writing prompt. So this is kind of spooky as I, uh, the tone of it is spooky and it actually goes really well with the music you've been playing behind people. If you'd like to accompany me. Yay. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, here we go. All right. Poetic extinction. And I awoke between two worlds, some damp and tepid middle place, heaving, shifting neath my feet, a thick fog's lazy waft. Then shapeless forms came bounding by, a reckless and haphazard brood. Their teeth, somehow my specter knew, were worn down, dull and soft. When from the mist came riding high, a holy form, a poet true, began to strike the creatures till their flesh was split and splayed. They filled the air with thicker howls, which soaked into my ghostly skin, afraid to choke and die confused, impaled upon her blade. And as the last would fall, each one abrupt and broken soul, I kneeled to stir my finger, the black blood now pulling at my feet. And I resolved to birth new life, drew in the air around my head, the metaphor or simile in verse where two worlds meet. And that's the end. That was phenomenal. Yes. Let me let me <laughs> gracefully turn down the music bed here. So that was incredible. That was an amazing, amazing read. I appreciate that. Thank you. You are very welcome. Stan, you want to comment? That was great. That was right in the mood with with the day even with the whole concept of it. And you're right, that music was excellent to accompany you. I only wish I had a better radio voice. <laughs> uh, no, you've got a great voice for radio. Yes. Is yeah, it as good got... as my face is for radio? Cause that's, that's the one I hear all the time. <laughs> What's that? Is it as good as my face is for radio? My face really matches with, you know, the unseen. <laughs> yeah. Isn't it, what is that song back in the 80s, Video Killed the Radio Star? <laughs> there you go. I, I sit here every week, and you guys, y'all think I'm so cool, but what you don't realize right now is I'm wearing a T-shirt, and i got my hair in braids, and I've got this weird little derby hat on that has, like, <laughs> it, it ha- I always wear a weird hat when I do the show. I don't know why, because I guess maybe putting the hat on helps me transcend from being running around doing everything I'm supposed to do into being chill out and be my normal self weirdness. Um, but I've got like this old fashioned black derby hat on, and it's got uh, like these cannibal type teeth going around the brim, and I've got braids, and I'm oh, not nice. teacher. That that's my coolness right now. That's yeah. So. Um, you know, we we all we all are not what we think we are, or are whatever 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 you just said made me say that. That's your fault. <laughs> okay, I'll own that. I'll take. It. Okay. <laughs> oh man. I don't know where I was going with that. It just kind of snuck up on me. 
That's right. Keep doing what you're doing. <laughs> <It's working. laughs> right, Nyla, do me Alicia, a favor. Tell people what's, what's that? Nyla Lisa, Speakeasy Cafe, cheaper than therapy. It, this is true. Than <laughs> you know, people go away and they say, you know, there is no way in hell I'm as screwed up as that broad, so I think I'm doing pretty good. <laughs> oh, jeez <laughs> oh, whiz. Okay, baby, do me a favor and tell everybody how they can come get to know you better, read your work, send you loves, kudos, all that good stuff, how they can find you. Well, I am on Facebook, Instagram. I'm not as active on Twitter, but most of the places I'm um, true, the poetic, that's T-R-U-E, the P-O-E-T-I-C, or Eric Devon, E-R-I-C-D-E-V-A-U-G-H-N-N on Facebook. And I have a couple books, but... uh, I just pulled them because I've been reading such brilliant work lately by masterful poets. I'm like, hey, I think I need to go back to the drawing board. So, um, you know, don't don't yeah, ever don't ever do that. Forward. Don't do that. Don't ever do that. Don't pull your stuff. You know, it's really easy in this world for, and I'm going to use this to go off on a tangent, but I can do that because it's my show. It's real easy for us to to compare, especially because, you know, if you wrote a book back, you know. 30 years ago, it went to the bookstore and you sold some books and you got to do book signings and, you know, it was all cool and everything was just fine, right? And you never really got to see the person when they sat down to read your book, all right? It was pretty anonymous. Now, in this digital era, you write something, you know, and not only is it instantly out there for everybody to read, so those of you who sit there and say, I only write for myself, bullshit. If you wrote for yourself, you wouldn't be putting it on Facebook and checking the computer every five minutes to see if somebody liked it. That's not writing for yourself. You write because you have something to say on that shit. Yeah. All right? You have something to say, so you write, so say it. Don't sit there and, and stifle yourself. And and you know be ashamed of who you are. I'm I'm all about you know the strong voice for the poets. You know don't be don't be the shy poets. That's not who we are. Anyway, all right, so in 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 complete um in in honesty, I I pulled exactly. the book because I needed to uh, adjust the covers. So thank you. Be that right makes back. me feel better. <laughs> I, I, I was gonna wow. I was gonna have to come have a talk with you. I'd find you. <laughs> <laughs> I have ways. <laughs> so yeah, I'm glad. But you know, but it is true. You know, it was really easy for us to uh, judge ourselves against each other because we, or sit there and say, "Oh my gosh, nobody's liked this post in six hours, so it must not be good." It's very easy for us to second guess ourselves in this very public, very, you know, transparent era that we live in with our talents. You know, so none of us should ever, you know, not saying that I'm glad you told me the truth. You know, we can fix your your covers are good. You know, but, you know, it's a good point, though. We should never judge ourselves against others because nobody can create what we create. I agree. I agree. And I choose to look at these um, poets that I've been reading as a source of inspiration. They've raised Mm -hmm. the bar, and now I know there are other directions I can expand my work and I can grow in. So. I don't know Very how good. it makes me feel bad about my work. Because I'm, I'm proud of my work, but I also look for opportunities to develop and improve. 
It's good. That is very good. All right, darling, do me a favor again. Tell everyone how to find you once more. All right. Um, on Facebook, my personal page is Eric Devon. Um, you can do the whole Facebook, me, or Facebook dot slash, whatever it is. Uh, it's E-R-I-C-D-V-N-N. Um, or everything, I'm pretty much true the poetic. Pretty active on Instagram. I'm getting more active on uh, Twitter, but true the poetic, Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, and the such, the like. All right. I appreciate you listening to me blather tonight. (laughs) Oh, it was our pleasure. All right, sweetheart. You want to say goodbye, Stan? Yes, I do. An, An excellent read. Appreciate you, sir. Appreciate you. And possibly I'll hop back in line. Awesome. All right, sweetheart. Appreciate you. Thank you so much, babe. All right. All right. right. So let's go ahead. And how am I going to find 200 gold stars for you? You can owe them to me. Don't worry about it. (laughs) I can owe them to you. Get the lasso. 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 Out tonight. All right, let's go ahead and grab our next caller. We have 585. 585, you're on the air. Hi, this is... Son, how are you? Hey, sweetheart. I'm doing great. How are you doing? Oh, okay. Uh, all right. Um, this one is... is I have an accompaniment with this one, but it's called He Moves Me. It's in dedication to my father. Okay. He moves me without a single thought in the day. He moves me. The silence meditatively gives me his sensitivity. Diligently, strongly, he has affirmed with who he is as directly as possible. Now, don't ask me how I know, because it is that plausible. He is assured in his love for a woman without any sense of compromise. That transparency of his heart never truly lies. Gratefulness is shared for this, and it is also a component of how he moves me. Truth is stated as never being known, but love and expression are always by him shown. He moves me, the principle of him is known by the clouds, the sun, the overseeing space of what is the weather. You can even know of his truth in the commitment you share in seeking to get better. Each moment I am blessed with his cleverness and carefulness, it moves me. Can you hear your heart? Here, 
listen in because it is very austere. His pains and losses do not seem to hurt him each, but each breath he takes makes him stronger. Each birthday he has is better and wiser. Some say each day you are born as the rising sun or that father that provides for you as wisely as the number one. Passivity is only in the lack of transparency. Being clear with others directly and actively is what he states to me. A son to a man is more of a mentoring role to play than that of a leader, of course. So each day I take note of his stature, his demeanor, and see myself in it all so that I can become stronger. He moves me, like as in inspires me? Yes, that is what it is when I am saying that he moves me. Why? It is because it happens so credibly, so saliently, with reverence to his actions have come into fruition and sustained the family complete brilliantly. He moves me. He moves me. Wow. That was end poem, correct? Yes, yes, he moves me. And for. Do you want to go first, Dan? That was quite a tribute. Yeah, thank you. That's that's too late, Father. Absolutely phenomenally well written piece, sweetheart. Incredible. I I had the the going accompany it. That's uh, it's kind of like a uh, masculine instrument too. Mhm. Indeed. uh, Yeah, it went really well together, and just a fantastic piece. You always write amazingly, Sean, and uh, I'm really glad that you've been back here with us. I mean, you've been here pretty steady now for a while again, and I'm really glad. I really, really enjoy you and your writing and being here with us. And I also like the way in your read how you emphasized it. You you mm-hmm. really put a solid stamp on some of the statements in there. Wonderfully done. Yeah. Yeah. Thanks. Yep. <laughs> um, you you could find me on uh, scribd.com slash skl 2012. I'm on uh, Facebook, Sean Liebel, uh On SoundCloud, uh, I am the solution on SoundCloud. Get a, and um, I have, I, and I have a blog, the purity of flow. Uh, dot WordPress dot com. 
Very cool. Sean, great job tonight. Thank you so much for sharing. And we will talk to you next week. Yep. Have a good night. All right, sweetheart. You too, honey. Great job. Thank you. All righty. Okay, our next caller. Dun, 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 Sean. Our next caller comes. Ah, Constantine, it's your turn. Are you with us? I don't know. Am I with you? You know, baby, I am so glad to hear from you. You have no idea. You know, you and I have known each other. We knew each other long before, at least two, at least two years before I started this radio show. Because you were calling in and reading when I first started hosting on Blog Talk Radio on Cesura and a couple of the other shows. I mean, I have known you a long time. And I have just been such a groupie of yours. And, you know, it's just, you're like, you're like a happy place for me. <laughs> so when you're not here, you really are missed. And I seriously... You know, Stan, were you, were you here last week listening when I was talking about, you know, missing um, Constantine and we played The Fall? I played one of your tracks last week, and, and then now here you are. It's like kind of kind of spooky, but cool. Uh, well, actually, uh, Mama Oladeji sent me a uh, a thing. But but let me, let me tell you, you know, I'll, I'll make it real short, but basically I haven't been reading. Well, number one is I had a stroke. Um, and uh, I couldn't talk for a while. I actually had to learn, relearn how to say things and what words were and things like that. And it took me a while, you know. On you, the, the last time also, you called in was right after that, and you, you know, you yeah. made you said, "I'm sorry, this so is well. kind of hard for me." And you sound great. You sounded great then, and you sound great now. And I'm just, I appreciate you so much. I'm glad you're here. I love you. I missed you. Okay. Well, also, I've been trying to get a, a recording contract, and I'd been, uh, I was contacted by. Uh, by a, a major, major label, and they actually offered me something that was really insulting <laughs> and basically just gave all my rights away and probably would have never made me any money. So I had to pass, turn it down, but I've been waiting all these years for somebody to actually offer. It's like, nah, <laughs> there's no way I could actually do that because part of it was touring and part of it was getting my own, quote, band. I don't, I, I don't have any money to do that kind of thing, and they weren't willing to do the overhead. You know, I don't know. So yeah, very flattering. Well, you know, it's it's in this in this day and age. You know, we were talking about that earlier. But in this day and age, that's the way it is. You know, it used to be if you got published by a publishing company, man, they did everything else, anything, everything in the world to help promote you and help you push your book, and and everything like that because that you know they had to. In order, in other words, you know they weren't going to make money. But nowadays, in this electronic era, you know we all have a following. They really, you know, when they look at publishing books and stuff, they take a look at what you've done to build your repertoire or your you know, your credentials as a writer. You know, what kind of a following do you have? What kind of a network do you have? You know, if they produce something, if there's, because there's so many, you know, there's so many people out there doing this now as opposed to back in the olden days when you had to send your paper manuscript in to get published. You know, so they they really yeah. look at that Absolutely. stuff. You know, they expect you to take a real active role in your in your. Yeah. Uh, Success of your stuff—it's crazy. It's just—it's not like it used to be. No, it's not like it used to be. In fact, my father, when he was younger, I would say probably in his early twenties, was also offered a, a recording contract that he turned down too because he was 
well, he's actually smart like me, and he had some other people take a look at it and said, like, look, man, there's just no way that you're, you know, other than maybe your, you know, touring appearances, you're not going to make any money at all. You know, they they, they would, you know, they and uh, for all the young poets out there, people that, you know, are up and coming and you have a good selling voice or have a following or whatever, if I may, Nyla, give some advice, you know, talk to somebody, you know, about, you know, copywriting your material you know, don't just assume somebody's looking out for your good because their company's there to make money. Some of them are reputable, some of them aren't, you know, and uh, some of them will get away with as little as they possibly can. And the majority of people who are recording artists of any kind, the only way they make money is from touring. They, you're not going to make it off of selling your albums or your books, especially if you're a spoken word artist. You know, there are people that tour around to make a little bit, but you're not going to make, you're not going to get rich doing it unless you're, well, you know, unless you're somebody like, oh, this one man that I, she's probably never heard, Nyla's never heard of, named Cohen, I think his name was. <laughs> you know, somebody like that, you know. Correct me if I'm wrong, ma'am. No, you're right. No. Yeah. But, you know, that's that's how it is, you know. I, and I've been trying for years, and it's, it's I'm 46 years old. It's, it's it's not going to happen for me. I mean, I might be able to get some things on and make and publish something on my own or something like that. And I've been talking with inner child press about getting a book out and I'm actually getting my head together enough to where before uh, you I do anything, before you stuff. do anything or commit yeah. to anything, talk to me, send me a message, okay. shoot you, put your phone number in there and talk to me before you agree to do or do anything. Let me, well, let me give really, you some advice. My main problem is I can't remember everything I've written, so I have reams of stuff that's on my computer. I really mm-hmm. don't remember writing some of the stuff that's on here. And uh, I've actually read stuff that belonged to somebody else because I thought it was mine, but I wasn't sure. Like I said, my memory isn't is what it used to be, and I, I really have a hard time coming up on live and remembering something. I need a script or something because I just can't do it anymore. But I do appreciate that. I mean, yeah. and I've been de- looking seriously, into it. Seriously, definitely talk to me before you do anything, please. Okay. 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 Very oh, important. I'll try that. But anyway, so anyway, here, here I'll lay it at your feet because I, I've got, I, I really haven't done anything live, in a while. It's been a while. It's been about, I don't know, since last last October. I guess it's about been out a year. Yeah, probably your show, but um. I've got something old, something new, something uh, uh, by Poe, not by you. I've got uh, the red right hand, the conqueror worm, or I might just read something else that will make you squirm. So what would you like? (laughs) (laughs) All right. Run run that by me again. I I lost all brain thoughts at squirm. (laughs) Okay. I have a a, a typical... Yeah, well... Well, yeah, I... You know, um, uh, uh, Price would always read the Conqueror word because he, Worm, he could do it by memory. That's one of the only ones I actually know right off the top of my head. But uh, it's short, which if you know Post poetry, it's not short. And then Red Right Hand is by Nick Cave and uh, The Bad Seeds. Uh, I've got a piece, if you want it darker, by Leonard Cohen. And I have a piece that's a story, sort of, that's scary. And I also have something that's not a story; it's just kind of a poem. Or I could. All right, which one did you write? And if you want to hear that, which one did I write? Um, I want to read something you wrote. Okay, I'll read the ranger. 
the Rangers campfire. Okay. All right. And I say fade in, fade out when I'm done. You know, so people don't cut in on me, if I may. All right, let's see here. Um, Fade in. Deep in the heart of West Texas, where the hill country greets great plains, warm, wandering winds whisper words. Now only vision questing braves could say. But their day... Well, it's long gone now, like the wandering herds of buffalo. It's been rolled way down time's in this trail, along with the gray wolves. They called him Lobo. You see, this land is the land that I call home, and I ride high in the blazing noonday sun. In one hand, I grip leather reins, and the other, cold steel of my gun. Now, by my white hat, you'll know me. Because as a Texas Ranger, I'm known by trade. I'm an echo of legends long past now. I'm fighting for truth, for justice, to the grave. I would ride to defend the weak downtrodden. For this cause, I'm sworn, and I will die. But I will not stand by and see a woman mistreated or a man before me unfairly maligned. Nothing will waylay me once I've set my sights upon my point of duty. No road too long or river wide. No desperado will spook me. Wanted dead. Wanted alive. But, my friends, there's a place that I won't even ever return again. It's where grows what the old Cherokees call the blood willow. In late October, the air there's always sick and heavy. With a fog around the roots where nothing will ever grow. You see, nobody knows how old the great little tree is, but its long branches have the tinge of blood red. But round the campfires, they say it's sacred ground. Belong to a warrior that's buried there, but now he's long, long dead. He would meet his woman there when the tree was young. There, they, as forbidden lovers, had passions deep and sweet. Now she belonged to the chief who was cruel and downright mean man. And one day he caught them together at the willow's feet. Enraptured by one another as they made love in its shade. In his fury, the chief drowned her and cut off the brave's head where they laid. Now sometimes in the autumn nights when at times the moon is right, if you get too close to where that old blood willow grows, you can still hear the squaw crying for her brave. And you can still see the headless brave Hanging from the tree by his toes. Fade out. Oh, oh, yes. Stan, you comment first. I'm going to tell you right now. The voice you use, the the pace you set it, 
for that story, perfect. Perfect. That was perfect for a good, spooky read. Excellent. Oh, you're too kind. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> I loved it. I have missed you so I much. Left I'm... My I try very hard to do. Oh, sorry. Oh, wrong voice. <laughs> <laughs> I was scared. I was really, really, really scared. <laughs> oh, Constantine. <laughs> no, I'm kidding. Anyway, <laughs> sorry about that. I am so glad that you called in tonight, and please sincerely know that you truly are missed. And uh, I don't know if you got my message a couple was it a couple weeks ago I sent you a message? Was it last week? Um, I don't know. I, I didn't get it. I don't guess. Well, it's been the last couple of weeks letting you know that we're thinking about you. And, okay, yeah. and if you get a chance, definitely go back next week or go back and listen to last week's episode because we played your track at the beginning and talked about you and, and missing you and stuff like that. And, you know, so then then you'll know for sure that we do think about you when you're not around. So I'm really glad you were able to come and share. I want you to tell people how to find you, if you would do that for me, please. Hmm. How to find me? Well, I guess uh, if you look up M-I-T-H-R-I-L-W-E-A-V-E-R, if you put that on in um, Google, you'll find me. I'm, I'm on a Reverb Nation site. So I, that's Constantine the Mr. Weaver, and uh, of course Constantine's my name, uh, my last name. So, and uh, as you know, it just sounds kind of kind of spooky, and it's also real. So, <laughs> and I, I did Mr. for a long time, and um, and and that's about it. Um, and I, I guess that's all, unless you want me to read you something short or something. Well, if you want to stay on the line, I can bring you back on if there's time. But right now we're doing just one poem. But if you don't have anything to do okay. and you want to stay in line, we can circulate you through. I don't know the, how much longer I'm going to be on. Okay. But I appreciate well, I'm going to put that. you on hold and press one and then press one again. Press one twice after I put you on hold. And if you can hang out long enough, awesome. If you can't, then please try to call in next week because we love you, hon. I'll try to remember. I'll do it best I can. All Thursdays right, are kind of weird for me, but it's not hard. It's just I forget or anything else. But I appreciate the invite. I'll remind you. Bye. Bye, Ann. Pleasure I'll to hear your reminders. All right. So I am going to give our next three callers so you will know where you are. We have area code 480. Then we have five. Zero four and eight zero seven. So those are our. My pen is acting up. I can't read my own writing. Eight zero seven. So yeah, then eight zero seven. So that kind of gives you an idea of when you, so you know where you know where you are. All right, our next caller comes from area code four eight zero four eight zero. You're on the air. Hi, Nyla. Hey, sweetheart. How you doing? I'm doing okay. I was really worried I was going to miss this show. Thank you for you know. Making, you know, being patient with me. I, I appreciate it. <laughs> this is a Halloween show from what you said last week, and that's my favorite holiday. Like, I would be amiss if I were to miss this. Our spooky week show. I know. I'm so excited. It's been a really a fun night. 
Oh, God, I'm going to listen back during the week. I know that uh, I was away, but unfortunately, finances required extra work. So, you know how it goes. Grown-up things. We hate grown-up things. <laughs> God, adulting. Ugh, that's the worst. Oh, I have to adult. Now I have to get up and see things and do stuff. Back to bed. <laughs> that is that is life every day for me. <laughs> so I'll have I've got a cartoon one, I'll have to send you that I think you'll like. I I look forward to seeing it. So you said uh, one piece only. One piece, yeah. Unless you have homework, which uh, homework was to bring a spooky palm. So if you bring a spooky palm, you can read your spooky palm. I mean, yeah, that's that's kind of the yeah. I guess you could call it homework. Um, I have two that are definitely very, very dark, very supernatural, very spooky, I guess you could say. At least I, I would consider it so. Was one of them specifically written as your spooky homework? Uh, no, I cannot okay. say that. Okay. So bring one <laughs> I, I, I tried to do. give you a shot, write but we had to I be fair. <laughs> no, of course. Yeah, bring one I can do. Write one I did not. So unfortunately, I will I will pass on that one for another day. Um I will read you um, my piece, Slaughter by Angels, which is the first piece that I ever wrote that I sat back and looked at. I'm like, holy crap, I can do this. (laughs) Um, (laughs) That's awesome. So do you want me to play the spooky music behind you, hon? um, No, that's okay. I I, I think the words will speak for themselves. Okay. I, I all, just for a little bit of backstory here, I always wanted to be um, when I was younger. I, I loved metal music. Shock, surprise, right? I know it's so <laughs> weird. Um, but I never really could figure out the whole writing lyrics thing. And then one day, it just clicked. And this is the piece I got. So technically, it's lyrics to a song that was never written. Um, but it's called slaughtered by angels. Angels scream a sorrowed song as all lives perish in white-hot flame. The smoke is blinding to all but gods. These bodies burn in shame. Toxins stifle broken air to suffocate the race of man. Inhale ash and exhale life. Descend and rot unprotected. Repentance shan't come to the wicked, for the wicked can only spite. Feel their wrath as they descend in all of their terrible might. The scripture breathes a shattered word as fire rains from open skies. Writ within, it tells a tale of destruction and demise. Their tongues speak clear of pain and hate. Wreaking havoc, they shall create the answers sought in long conspire. The truth about the God's desire. Repentance shan't come to the wicked. For the wicked can only spite. Feel their wrath as they descend in all of their terrible might. End peace. Wow. You are going to hate me. Why? Because that's supposed to be a metal song, right? You know, you wrote that. You're into metal, metal rock, all that good stuff. And when you're reading that, I am hearing... 
Pink Floyd or Moody Blues behind it, like Dark Side of oh, the Moon no, or fun. Nights in White Satin. You know, <laughs> um, that the thing that, to tell you the truth, and the, maybe the reason that my brain went that way is that. I love, I mean, I've worked in radio since I was 18 years old, and I've always worked at top 40 stations and AOR and Never Country. I'm just saying. Um, but, you know, well, there, there were two types of music that I, that I appreciated and, and admired but could never wrap my brain around, and that was hard rap and, and like death metal, heavy metal music. And it's because it was so much screaming and, and like with rap going so fast that I couldn't understand the lyrics. And that would piss me off because I'm a words girl. Yep. So if I couldn't understand the lyrics, to me, I, it was really hard for me to get emotionally attached to it. But those lyrics were so strong that some of the, most, the, some of the strongest lyrical, powerful um, Music that I remember were the rock ballads, the stuff that, that Pink Floyd did, the stuff that, you know, like Nights of White Satin by Moody Blues, or uh, uh, what was it, um, the one that Frankie Goes to Hollywood did, uh, Love, Power of Love. Um, oh, oh, yeah. You know, I don't know if you know that song or not. not a lot of people do, oh, but yeah. it's like one of the most powerful songs ever written it's incredible so i'm hearing that really super strong that that dark you know gothic symphony kind of behind your words and so that's what my brain heard and someone else's brain probably put music to it differently which i think is one of the really cool things about art but that was just that was incredible i know stan's going to say something completely different but but for me that was just i thought it was very powerful it was that kind of powerful to me if that makes sense. That, then then it did its job. It did. It did. Yes. Stan? I'm going to say that for me, like you said, the thing about the heavy metal in that is that it is so screamed a lot of times you can't really discern the lyrics. Take practice. I'm going to, I'm going to say I want to hear this. you sing it. Yeah, oh, you know I'm just screaming you it. You don't need no. I don't even know if you would have to sing it. If you could get the right music behind it, that could be a great spoken word song. Just like, think of Nights in White Satin and that last piece of it, which was instrumental. That was extremely powerful. Mm -hmm. And I think that, that the way he read that and the content of it, if you could get the right music in the background, I don't know that you'd need to sing it. I still want to hear it sang because you know what uh, I think would be cool? I think it would be really cool what? to hear what your vision, finished vision of it was. And I've written, yeah. I've got songs that I've written, and I've had poems where I had a really good friend of mine named Don when I first started doing readings at Open Mics, he heard a piece that I did and asked me if he could put music to it. And so we worked together, and he ended up, putting music to one of my poems and turning it into a song. And then he did that with a second piece of mine that he, uh, that we worked on together. And, uh, it was just an, an incredible thing. I can't sing. I can't, can't, I, I have, I'm a second alto. I'm really low. I have a really low singing voice, first of all. And second of all, I have a range of maybe three notes. So I, I really can't seriously cannot sing well, but being 
in that process, you know, having someone else help with the music, ha- watching him stand up there and perform my song, you know, I just being the songwriter, but my lyrics, but the music and him singing it. And, you know, so even if you don't sing it, I think that it would be a really great project since it's the end of the year. I want your project for next year to be to put that to music, to find someone to work with you to finish that, to finish it. I've- I've been trying to finish that song and put it into a form that I would be happy with since 2005, six. Well, let's let's oh, put some feelers out there. We'll get a hold of Moon Cookie and find out he, if he knows anyone. And Robbie, both of them, they may know someone who does that type of music. I don't think either of them do, but let's let's work on that. Let's keep send me an email and we'll put some feelers out and see how we can help get that done this year. Okay. Okay. Sounds good. Cool. We'll figure it out. I have a feeling that it's either going to take a ton of forms or no form whatsoever, and that's part of the beauty of it for me is that it is that unfinished thing. It never had that final thing, so it can be anything. That's true. Yeah. But we're going to finish it this year anyway. It's not about what you want. <laughs> oh, excuse me. I'm only the author. <laughs> it's out of your control now. It's grown bigger than you. <laughs> <laughs> It belongs it's to the world now. It belongs to all of us collectively together through you vicariously or whatever. I don't know. Okay. <laughs> you do what you want. You don't have well, to listen to me. <laughs> girl, I know I do what I want. I'm just saying. <laughs> <laughs> You're not the boss of me. Okay. All right. Tell everyone how to find I appreciate you, you. Um, I am available in one place and one place only if you want to find my writing. Is on a little-known website called Writers Cafe. That is www.writerscafe.org/ashire. That is A S H I R E. Very cool. Thank you so much. Nyla. I'm glad you had a chance to call in in between work. Go ahead. Um, I'm sorry, Stan. Oh, uh, just thank you very much. And your baby poet says that she's sorry she couldn't make it tonight. Oh, tell her I love her. I, I have a feeling she'll hear you. <laughs> <laughs> okay. All right, sweetheart. Thank Great job tonight. Thank you, honey. Yep. Yeah, and, you have a good uh, one. I got to tell you, the way you read it and the way you presented it, that's the way it has to be done. Mm-hmm. Well, thank you very much, sir. Thank you. All right, you and then it has to be done my way. Go. Bye. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I just had to throw that in there. Sorry. <laughs> you have the first belt. <laughs> hey, I wanted to let area codes, where are they? Area code 765, two, or excuse me, 765-502-216 and 779 know that you guys are not in the lineup. If any of you would like to come on and read, all right, Make sure you press 1. If you're here just listening and hanging out, appreciate you being here. Thank you. Um, but if you change your mind, you can press 1 at any time. Again, that is 765-502-216 and 779. And can someone please jump over on One Sapien, uh, James's page on Facebook, and shoot him a message and tell him to get over here? It's been too long since he's <laughs> called in. So, all right. So next caller, 504. Five zero four, are you with us? Hey, well, it's Moon Cookie. How y'all is? Hey, Moon Cookie, hey. I was just talking about you. I was listening. 
<laughs> I heard the other week, last, not last week, but we you you was talking about me then too. That's okay. But <laughs> look, I always talk, talk about good. you. Hey, you're a huge part of my life, if folks. If uh, you know, it's it's how we do business. It, it, it's we network, and anytime somebody's got your got your name in their mouth, we good. And anybody who needs, who you know, if if I can help them, and um. And I, you know, I can, I have, I can pull it off. I'll be glad, always glad to do it. And you never can tell um, what comes out of a, of a good collaboration. And um, so, yeah, anybody, I, you know, like you tell them all, hey, come find me. It's easy to find me on um, Dwayne Thurman Everywhere's Moon Cookie Everywhere's, and um, you know, we'll, we'll see what we can do. You know, I always, I always got my stuff. But um, we in New Orleans and you, I will send Halloween. you over his. I will send you over a link to his page. How about that? Yeah, yeah, and yeah. Then, do that because I was on the phone, so I, I, I wasn't. I wasn't there where I could look it up right away. I had went. I had been in the chat room. Oh, you know, it can be a little bit of work <laughs> to get in the chat room sometimes. It can. But that's okay. We got we got it and then um then sometimes I'm like Pink Floyd, you know. Hello, is there anybody in here? <laughs> you know. Mm-hmm. Well yep. that's okay. I talk I talk to nobody all the time. You know, it's the okay. best concert I ever ever saw <laughs> in my life was the Moody Blues in Denver with the Colorado Symphony performing with the Colorado Symphony, and it, wow. they had a, a round stage in the middle of the auditorium and had the most insane light show, and it was their other side of life tour, um, like the beginning, the, the mid, wow. or, was it mid you or late what? 80s, they came out with that, but that was, I, that might have, was, I think uh, I saw a filming of that um, once, maybe, it might have been an early HBO back then, like in the 80s or something, I think I saw something like like that with the well, I saw them doing a lot of symphonic things uh, way back. Um, God, I've been just you know been a part of and been to so many great concerts um, and been blessed to like I said to to be a part of of quite a few. But uh, I don't. I still think the best concert I ever saw was Earth, Wind, and Fire in the Forum. <laughs> they, they just they floored me. The best light show ever, Blue Oyster Cult, for me. And even though wow. I saw Pink Floyd was, Pink Floyd was Pink, you know, hey, my we brought my my son, my stepson for his 16th birthday to Pink Floyd, and that wasn't Roger Waters. He was on the Division Bell tour, but um, it was the first time they played in the Superdome, and so you know, I was like, now we're going. Come on, this is your birthday present, and he didn't talk for like. Three days, you know, and um, I, I I finally I was like, come on, man, tell me what, dude, tell me it sucked, you know, kiss my ass, what? You never said nothing. He said, I thought it was just gonna be some old dudes up there playing music. I said, well, that's what it was, really. <laughs> tell you the truth, <laughs> you know, if you really want to get down to it, and me. You see, we like we have our way, and we went to uh, our little starter party, and um, there was these sugar cubes, <laughs> and um, the line was going down Poydra Street a long ways 
all the way to the Superdome, and I, we were waiting and waiting. And man, those sugar cubes started getting to me. And I told I told my my ex-wife at that time, I, my wife at that time, I said, "Baby, I don't care what you do to me tomorrow, but don't leave me downtown tonight." <laughs> <laughs> you know, I told you that I, I've, you know that, but I've worked in radio my whole life, and I was living yes, in Cheyenne, Wyoming, working for a station called Q98, and would go down and I would cover all of the concerts in Denver, and it was my son's 11th birthday, but I had to be at this concert in Denver because I went back. I'm the one that went back after, um, you know, after the concert was over, and I would interview the band, and we would, uh, you know, I would get liners from them, you know, where they say, uh, you know, this is this is Madonna, and you're listening to Q98 Cheyenne, Wyoming, and blah, blah, blah. Oh, so yeah, yeah. Get recordings of those things to Doing play on the air. And uh, so I had to take my son with me for his birthday because I wasn't leaving at home. So he went with me when he was, ele- for his 11th birthday, he went and saw ACDC and got to go backstage with him and hang out and help me interview him for his 11th birthday. That was pretty cool. Oh, wow. Yeah, that's good. I've never seen ACDC. That's amazing, too, to me. <laughs> I've never seen But, um, you know, do you ever have those those great taglines that um, on some, and especially back in AM radio, and they would stick the tagline in the middle of a song, and now you can never hear that song, even though you don't not on that station without your mind implanting that tagline in there. You know, <laughs> I never forget when yep. the, when the, uh, por- the Pointer Sisters did the Bruce Springsteen uh, fire, and and they would say, "I'm driving in your car." WTI. I can't hear that song. I don't care if, if Bruce does it or not. But I hear. I stick the WTIX in there. You know. Mm-hmm. Those were the days back then when radio mattered. <laughs> <laughs> now we got blog talk radio. So, yeah, and now we're the ones making well, the hits. How about that? Well, <laughs> we hit. I don't know what we hitting, but we hit. <laughs> <laughs> you know, um, I, well, for Halloween, I, I've been so tangled up in things, and um, lately, and I got, I got so many. But I just finished that Beast Morgan story, I guess, around in September, and um, and like, you know, I always tell, I tell my my lady uh, who is from originally from Fort Collins, uh, Colorado, and she and. She was like, well, I, don't, I said, you know, just listen to it like you listen to Pink Floyd and you'll be okay. But my but my <laughs> older stuff is not like that. And most of my um, most of my old Halloween-y type of pieces are, you know, a little older, like Ralphie and stuff. And um, so I thought I'd bring y'all one tonight. That And I went, I've been looking over it and, I, you know, kind of trying to modernize it a little bit. And um, I don't know, it, it's it's not Halloween, but um, it's about Halloween night because in New Orleans, you know, the the day after we have uh, the Feast of All Saints and everybody's in the in the cemeteries and, you know, doing what you do in the cemeteries, cleaning and flowering and stuff. And it's a, it's a, a big day of reverence for us. And so um, I, I thought I'd read a piece uh called the called Feast of All Saints um which is might be one of the only two well I wrote quiver for the program last year but it came out to be like 25 minutes long so we can't do that one so anyway um 
I thought I'd read that one tonight if you was up to it. Please. Oh, yeah. Okay, this is called Feast of All Saints. Ben Fay played at praying. Solemn virgin marble eyes vex mounted high on stained glass vestiges. Wafish wraiths lost to his wrecking sight. Faith reprised, devotion dulled, spit in hooker mawkish passions. Plied loud girls, new brazen notions, whirl in pews with bloomers bared legs to beat down prison cares. Knuckles pressed white, pew back cracks bare, half hid sweat stung eyes glare, infested. Amen uttered, shot the altar. Swallowed Christ stuck, throat a shudder, shaken, scared, despaired, forsaken villain's clutch, vicar busted, holy purple vestments blooded, baffled blessings, brutal truth, dressed in stiffest segregation, demon lash rejections, neck, priests and monsters, lonely dual turns, drools, and slurs as drunk flung plates, wrecked, sharpened shatters, burning shrapnel, Pollock splatters blasted and abstract absolutions, no atonement. Face in shoulder, stomping steady, treading air, and kicking through the breeds, fresh curbside by St. Jude. Teeth blood wetted, panicked, been laid panicked, panning questions. Bennett said, You know you need him, laughing loud when you're all in. Laughing at your missing manhood, knee bucked, pissing where you stood, been accepted, next step dreaded. Cyclone twisted ravings owned him, ricocheted off passerbys, rushed his door like VA men crumbled in the corner, crying, blood kissed, dented cedar panels, where his hammered head beat meter, where he waited for the rupture. Waited for the beast to feed him, proofing like a bloated zeppelin, wroth wrought with hungry, jealous rupture. On a moonlight laser conduit, rage on mass filled razor rips, and monstered far from what Ben was, a lupine cut, red eyed Goliath, starving, sweet terror lust. Bricks erupt with sticks and dust and quaking house and blast hewn door fix his landlord will deplore this life shun like a shitty diaper. Now the viper sense he gallop, nose to ground, not looking up, he bolted fast to rutting sense, a silent devastation bent for wrecking what the angels love. The spoiling beauty from above That charged him with this demon's anger Pangs for heart and brains and blood By a Bayou Vista rest stop Lovers locking hip to hip Hot breaths and sips With lips full quiver Not a shiver Scream or barter Cross their mind Before the darkness Claws through sternum Snap like faggots Fangs like thieves Unzipping baggage Splashed in blood like bathing sparrows. Flesh rained down like pups with pillows. Used hot spastic climax canvas. Taxed and stained in chitlin streamers. Horny dreamers turn like snacks. No twitching split. 
this carnage ditch, white spirits rising, one yelled bitch. Petite Katrina trails of wreckage. One night's frolics, smartly packaged, gloating, grooming, matted mane, grinned for poor Ben, wholly insane, now pondering his night succeeded, a pop-top cruiser, half-cop seated, six-mast toddlers tricked and treated, late-night store staff, arts endeavor, necklace heads, no hearts, no livers, Morning, fool, he passed out naked. A thousand weapons cocked. Clicks awakened, then waved. A thousand balls of fire flew. Shaking limb from limb and shot through. Ben broke dispossessed and vesselless. Black through black and nothing sails. Suddenly, he's on a table, bathed in light. By catered angels, Mike, Teresa, James, and Gabriel. Paralyzed, he felt no anger. Calm, they sat and cut and played him. Served him up to plump cherubim. Angel food, a demon made. Been filleted without complaint. At one, at last, with all the saints. End poem. Wow. Go ahead, Stan. That was an incredible image-filled piece. That really was. That was fantastic. I love oh, thank you. Visited. Wow. And that ending, wow. Angel thank you very much. It, yeah, yeah. Angel food, devil food, angel food. You know, like I said, I don't take no credit, but thank you. I just listen to the voices and write what they say. <laughs> you know, we like the voices but, you in know, your head. Lo- as long as they talk to me, we're okay. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, can't, I can't say what they're talking to you. So, <laughs> Thank you very much. I'm, I'm, I'm very honored. That's, this is such an old poem. It's like one of the first poems I ever put on on MySpace. Maybe it might have been like third or fourth. I don't know. But, so it's a, but you know we update them a little bit. Sometimes you have to look back and go, what the you know was I thinking there? You know, <laughs> God, <laughs> I suck. <laughs> but thank you so much. Thank you. You're very welcome, sweetheart. Do me a favor and tell everyone how they can come love on you. Well, you know, I'm on uh, Facebook. You can find me, Dwayne St. Romain. Um, you can, um, you know, go cruise my notes. I, I haven't been so very active there lately. Um, I haven't really been. I've been kind of in it um, on myself and getting um, getting a couple of big projects finished. Which I learned, I learned a good process that's working for me now and. And playing, um, trying to get a lot of these songs cataloged before I can, before I lose them, like like your friend said earlier, um, you know, and about the music business and public. Hey, look, that's why God made lawyers. I learned that one a long time ago. <laughs> oh yeah, constantly. But, um, mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, that's why God made lawyers. And find you, find you one comes highly recommended. 
if if you're gonna do it. So, um, are, are you gonna pay? You will, you know. But anyway, um, yeah. So you can find me there. Hey, uh, I, come check out my Reverb Nation page, Dwayne uh, Dwayne St. Romain. It's just where I keep my little snips and songs that I'm working on. Um, trying, like I said, just cataloging. There, there, there's not a lot finished there, but but they're all. I, I hope enough for you to get song for song's sake, and um, uh, you know, look for me. I guess we we have a couple things on Amazon um, with Alabaster and Mercury and You Magazine or something, so you could find some of these things. But um, anyway, you know, if it says Dwayne Saint Romain or or Moon Cookie, that's me. You'll find I'm there. Awesome. All right, sweetheart. Great job. Well, thank you. Happy Halloween. Uh, we we already started Halloween like two weeks ago here, and um, with of course big parades like we do, and um, so everybody have a good time and go blow it out and um, you know go to go to the cemetery on on All Saints Day and think about Ben. <laughs> and, um, Hey, are, you back, uh, are you back down in New Orleans? Are you back down in New Orleans? Oh, yeah. I've been, I've been in New Orleans now since uh, 2013. Yeah, 2013. And, and um, I live right... Can you alcohol through the mail? <laughs> I, you know what? I don't know. I don't know what you would come into with tax, with um, taxes, but, I, but you know, hey, why not? What, what do you need? What you need? I, I, I might better you I, I need to get some. I need to get some absence for New Year's. And I know New Orleans has that. Yeah, we might better. Hey, you know what? I'll, I'll find a way to swing it for you. I, let's I, let's I know look some into folks. that. I could just yeah, try that maybe. I, ooh, Lord, you might not get back on time. <laughs> <laughs> I, I'm lost in New Orleans with Cookie and his lady. <laughs> it ain't it ain't gonna be the first time somebody said that. <laughs> yeah, uh, let me look. Let me job. look, and I, I'll get. If I can't, if I can't get it to you, I'll tell you where to find it. Okay, that works. Yeah, for me. ain't no. You know, the, you know, when you when you when you love the um, when you love that green fairy and you love you know, those kind of spirits. You, you learn where to find them at. So, or uh, I'll surely do that. I'll, I'll I'll get to work on it. I'll let you know. Okay. I oh, usually I usually make little, my own, um, but I did not make my own this year. So. Oh Lord, I don't know. I wouldn't even. I I done, I done whipped up a lot of stuff, but that's not one I want to do. But um, <laughs> but listen, thank you too for um that little. That little every so often I put some of these little impromptu videos up of of some of my songs I'm. Again, just another way of me cataloging them. And uh, thank you for um, putting that out for me and telling folks to come look. I really appreciate it. Oh, I'm gonna make that pleasure. better too, though. <laughs> All right, y'all. Y'all have a great night, and it's always great being here. And I'm so thankful for y'all. And uh, I listen sometimes. I don't call, but I'm still listening and working. So y'all have a great night and happy Halloween, y'all. You too. Happy Halloween. All right. Bye. <laughs> Bye, sweetie. Awesomeness. Awesomeness. Okay. All right. Ready for our next caller? Oh, yeah. 
All right, so we have area code 807807 807, you are on the air. Hello Nyla, I've been I've been working on licking your brain for Halloween and so here I am <laughs> with a poem. Blah 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 blah. blah. <laughs> and I can only imagine you on absence. You know, I was All thinking see- about you today and it was really cool that you called in because Every single show, I always light, um, I always light one of the sweetgrass incense you sent me, and I have that. Oh, you know, okay. I think it's kind of like the whole, you know, set the atmosphere and everything like that. But yeah, mm-hmm. I always, I always uh, light one of those sweetgrass. I'm, I'm almost out, but it's. Uh, I just want you to know that I want. I, I light those and think about you when you. Uh, no, thanks. You're yeah. the second person that said that. Uh, that you're thinking about me or talking about me today. So <laughs> that really makes my day. Makes my day. <laughs> Someone was mentioning me with uh, in regards to photography. They were like, oh, yeah, Rob does this and that. And so, uh, and speaking of photography, ha, ha, ha. Uh, and a, a segue into uh, some uh, a photographic sort of gothic-y thing. Uh, it's one I read a while ago, I think. Uh, it it's not in my gothic list because I have so much poetry that I I categorize it. Otherwise, I'd never find the damn stuff. Uh, but it, it does very much fit a Halloweeny theme, and it's called Fractals in a Photograph, and it's inspired by the content and music behind um, a video I saw about mysterious photographs, which is something I've really gotten into, like those mysterious photographs you see from the past that nobody knows what's really going on and. That's on a YouTube channel called uh, Hybrid Librarian, which I highly recommend. So if you look up, you'll see two or three videos he has about mysterious photographs. <clears throat> so this is called Fractals in the Photograph. Fractals in the photograph emerge as mysterious images develop in the ether, those cell- celluloid prisons of awkward, awful, and mysterious moments, the moments we dare not speak of as we run from what those images imply. I feel my psyche become fractured as I delve helplessly into the mystery of it, a moment of an alternate reality frozen for all to see, engrams of another reality imprinting itself onto my now trembling and rebelling psyche. I'm sinking further and further inside myself, fractalizing further and further every second of every second, and my teeth grit, my skin crawls at the thought of it, the thought of emerging into these awful realities that were, we were never meant to see. I will never forgive myself for it, for I have been caught in the whirling vortex of a malevolent destruction, caught up in it, fractalized by the photographs, the fractals in the photograph, never left the same for what I let myself see. And that is fractals in the photograph uh, inspired by hybrid librarian uh, videos on uh, on photography. There, one in particular, but I can't remember which which one. It's the one with the really driven, hard music behind it. Wow. Go ahead, Stan. I, I like what you did. I like what you did with that, taking it, like you said, the fractals of that photograph and letting that be the inspiration. Mm-hmm. And then that turning that inward into yourself. Mm-hmm. That was a nice twist. I like that. Thanks. I like to 
play with inward versus outward, and especially these days because uh, I have to be more outward than inward. I focused so much inward into myself, and yeah. it's it's made me too manic in my mind state in that. So these days, uh, photography is, is like the best therapy in the world for me because it gets me outside myself, but I'm still engaging in art. It's just yeah. an externalized art, not an internal. And it gets me out because I do nature photography. And it, it just on so many levels, there's so many reasons for me to... Uh, uh, to engage in that, so and uh, so, yeah. <laughs> Very cool. <laughs> Impressive as always, my darling. Yes, thank you, darling. <laughs> thank you, Nyla Tay. <laughs> Welcome, Robbie, baby. Robbie, baby. Do me a favor. Tell everyone how to find get you, honey. Tired of that. <laughs> I had to learn. I didn't know how to roll my R's until I met Robbie. He made me learn how to do that, so I could go. Yeah. Robbie, baby, yeah, serious true story. So I can be found at uh, Robbie's Multimedia Poetry. If you put that in into a, a search, uh, you'll see the various sites I'm associated with now because I have more sites that are under that name and. Uh, so and you can also find me under Facebook, under that name, and um, so that's yeah how you can get to me. And just before we leave, before I forget, Nyla, uh, I still have to periodically remind you because I sent you this sweet grass and everything, but you want me to remind you sometimes. You still you still haven't sent me my stuff, so I know <laughs> that's still on the table. Trust me, I think about I, that all the time. <laughs> yeah, I don't know how often to remind you, but I know that you want me to once in a while. Sometimes yeah, I still I have to poke at you. <laughs> I, I think yeah. about it all the time. I've got like six packages I need to just put stuff in boxes and mail out. You're not the only one. So you are in very good yeah. company, though, by the way. <laughs> Unfortunately, but yours is probably the longest. Post. You know, I've been trying to get this package out to you for six years, so that should be kind of a clue. Well, no <laughs> yeah. procrastination there. No, none at all. None at all. <laughs> At this rate, you're going to have to be in there yourself to make up for the six years. <laughs> I know, right? I could have walked it there faster. <laughs> yeah, there's a rotating strike in Toronto here, so hopefully that doesn't affect things too much. But uh, thankfully I got... It's in the mail. That's what happened. <laughs> yeah. I got some important stuff done before before that happened, so that's good. Uh, and I'll email you because, uh, about some about my photography stuff because uh, unfortunately two of my cameras have gone kaput and one of them was my Fuji and I, I literally could have cried. <laughs> but anyways, I'll, I'll email you about that. So, Oh, I enjoyed okay. your, your uh, poetry very much, Moon Cookie. <laughs> so if you're still listening. Oh, I still. Yeah. Yep. Mm-hmm. All right, baby. We will talk to you next week. Okay. Uh, yeah, it's a little more tentative because now the drumming season is back on. And we start, I think, at 8.30, so it's going to be a little more of a tight squeeze, and sometimes I might make it, sometimes I might not, but we'll see what happens. <laughs> it's a week-to-week week cool. thing now, so, yeah. Okay. All right. <laughs> Thank Bye-bye. you, sweetheart. <laughs> Bye. <laughs> Cute. I just kind of like to let him off his leash once in a while and see where he goes. <laughs> It, it can be quite fun. All right, next caller. 
comes from area code six. Uh, excuse me, seven six five. Seven six five. You're on the air. Salutations. Hey, sweetheart. Welcome to the show. Charles Hampton, better known as the Unknown Poet. Mhm. Welcome. <laughs> Thank you. I snuck in last week and read a piece and then jumped off, and I'm back again. I am very glad right. to hear from you. What are you going to share with us this week? Uh, it's a piece called Obscurity. Okay. A quarter moon squats low on the horizon. Black backdrop, thick treetops, sliced by moonbeams glow and lamplights. Hmm. Chilling dews lie about on damp belly buttons, intoxicating of darkness, a lure for lightness, virtuous coldness, cool wetness, collects for morrow's warmth. Then drink until drunk. Dawn swaggers like the dew, lips wet, blinking at a rising sun. Happy wreck, half not, lying between last night and now. Day comes. In peace. Wow. Wow. Stan, go ahead. That was, there was a, I love the imagery in it, and it was compact. Mm-hmm. Very, very, you know, as a brevity, that was fantastic. That really works. Thank you, sir. Fantastic piece, sweetheart. Great read on that. The message in it, the way it was written, everything, just phenomenal. Thank you very much. You're very, you very got welcome. You've a lot in there. Wow. Mm-hmm. Not bad for a short piece. Excellent. You know, it's hard to write. It's hard. It, a lot of us write epic poetry because we just got so much to say, and we just it, it takes a lot of room. You know, it can be pretty cluttered up there. I think that it takes, and I, I love it when people say, "Well, I never edit my work," and I just I think about. There was a time I sat down and I wrote, I I seriously, it was like an 18-page, page poem, right? And when I got done editing it, it was about 14 lines. Wow. You know, but I was able to break it down into 14 lines, and it said everything I needed it to say. Uh, you know, so I, I think that editing is important. I also know how hard it is, because I get so long-winded, <laughs> how hard it is to be able to pack a punch with few lines. And you just, you you know, you did great. Awesome. Really, thank you very much. You're welcome. That's all so, I have to share. <clears throat> <laughs> do me a favor, Charles. Tell everyone how they can come yeah, over and show you some love. Um. Charles Hampton at Facebook, uh, and also help beautiful souls be heard, help beautiful poet souls be heard globally. Very cool. And that's, All that's right. where you'll find most of my pieces. Perfect. And you're going to come back again next week and share? Absolutely. Yes. Score. One for us. <laughs> All right, sweetie. Thank you, Thank baby. You, Great read tonight. Thank Excellent. You. Thanks, Dad. Fantastic piece. Charles Hampton. Okay. All right. Our next caller comes from area code 714. 714, you are on the air. 
714? Are you mute? Did you mute yourself? Are you there? Yes, yes, I did. Oh, one of these days <laughs> I'm going to not do that. <laughs> That's it's okay. Uh, I give you time. You're good. <laughs> You're good. Hi, Stan. This is Hello. Hi. So How you doing, sweetheart? Oh, I'm good. I'm good. And yourself? Doing phenomenal. It's been a really Ooh, great like week. Phenomenal. <laughs> I wish I could say that. Well, I like that word, <laughs> phenomenal. Yeah. Okay. Well. All righty. Um, well, I just wrote this while the show was going on, so uh, be kind. <laughs> <laughs> okay. I don't have a title for it. Um, Once Upon a Time in a Not- distant land. Madness resides in darkness black as night. Realities are distorted. Images multiply as ravens' wings take flight. Shadows lurk in and out of the darkness, pretends to be alive, crawls under the skin, claws through the gray matter behind her eyes, exiled inside of a box adorned in a strappy jacket tightly confined. Rendered invisible without a presence, convinced obscurity is worse than demise. Muted screeches, silenced howls, gasps through parted lips, lips that whisper against soulless skulls into deaf ears, mutters into the abyss. Watching minions scurry about wearing masks without mouths, staring back at glaring eyes, enticed souls to come one, come all. Welcome home, screeches the doors, the windows, and walls. She is comfortable straddling between the two dimensions where convoluted realities merge, yet dare not turn around to confront to confront her mental scourge. Forced to ingest a mini cup of full of potions, strange flesh fades into the mist. Drifting out of the foggy mire, shadows temporarily cease to exist. Fighting the pull to jump into the spiral, begging for shadows to stay. Instead, she surrenders to the induced sanity to dwell in the land of ogres and bullshit. End poem. Read that last line for me again. Oh, yeah. Instead, she surrenders to induced sanity to dwell in the land of ogres and bullshit. (laughs) That probably has to be one of the best lines I have heard in a long, long time. Boy, that is very descriptive, (laughs) isn't it? Wow. Isn't that awesome? That's what I talk about, you know, as I think that we really need to to push ourselves as writers to come up with unique and surprising imagery. You know, that's half the reason, probably more than half, but that's a huge reason that I give out homework and that type of stuff that I do and give out assignments and exercises and all of that stuff is to get people to be able to come up with lines like that. You know, that that was a totally surprising image that absolutely stood out and was a rock-solid anchor 
to that poem, ending that poem. It was incredible. Okay. Okay. We're good. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> Thank you. You're welcome. I said that right. All right. right. I yeah sure. <laughs> okay. Until next week. Um, yes, my name is Jacqueline Slavin. I can be found on Facebook under Gratitude for You. Not that I have anything on there, um, but yeah, you can find me there as well as on Nyla's show on Thursday evenings at the Speakeasy Cafe on Monday, Tuesday, or Sunday, or one of those days at uh, Epiphany um, Tiffany Radio, and also on allpoetry.com. Yes. Very cool. All right, sweetheart. Thank you so much for coming on and sharing. Absolutely great piece. You're welcome. And <laughs> till next week. Until next week. <laughs> Have next a good week. evening. You too, baby. We'll talk to you soon. Okay. All right, so, Stan. Yes. Let's go ahead and actually that's all our callers. we got seven minutes left. Do you want to read another piece tonight? Oh, yes, I do. I knew you would. (laughs) And the piece I'm going to read is going to be what you expected. It is Crimson Addiction. I find great pleasure in the dark when shadows force light to depart. My true spirit let loose and unrestrained. For night is when I can peruse that special choice on life's menu, a choice that labels me as being quite insane. I can't remember how I started, when social taboos all departed, nor do I care to try searching for a reason. One thing I know of me is true. I get ill standing near tofu, and I will never be accused of being vegan. An alpha predator I hunt alone, stalking at night, hunting my own, bringing their lives to bloody, ravaged ruin. Though my methods may be repulsive, I admit that I am compulsive. Judge me ghoulish, but I'm still only human. Some choose the light for their soul's spark. Others prefer their souls be dark. I'm of the latter with no moral restrictions. I revel in passion at their pain, find wanton lust flowing from their veins, Sweet satisfaction for my crimson addiction. I prepare a place that seems most fitting, an abandoned barn or city building. I won't be rushed, so I must be discreet. You know, you really must take the time to enjoy a repast that's this divine, since I dine only on the freshest meat. Two shadows I've stalked and pursued, now they're down and well subdued. Alive, I carry them to my hideaway. Blade and tide, sweet scent of fear, 
I sample the wine of their hopeless tears, my preferred appetizer and form of foreplay. Males, yes, but a female preferred, though the sadist in my heart is stirred the way a man howls during emasculation. But a woman's cries and horrified screams, like the greatest of carnal wet dreams, such sweet music to accompany evisceration. Entrails and fluid all around, the scent of death, my lust is unbound. Naked now, my ardor at its max. Oh, how glorious and sensual the feel, as the fluids on my skin congeal, my ghoulish passion achieving sweet climax. Now the final act to be performed, to feed my need and calm my storm, to finally partake of my grisly repast. With fell grunts and primal groans, my teeth rip flesh from off their bones, my crimson addiction satisfied at last. As I bask in the afterglow, comes time to clean up time to go. With such a habit, I dare not stay too long. So in the morning, you may see me, moving on normal as I can be. Crimson addiction, well sated, and gone. For now, in peace, happy Halloween. That was incredible, sweetheart. Great job. What an absolutely beautiful poem to uh, to end the show with. And I want you to know that I appreciate so much you hanging out with me tonight and being here and hosting with me. It's always an absolute pleasure. So, But before I let you go, I need you to tell everyone how to find you because we didn't do that earlier. Well, I am Stan Phillips, and you can Stanley Phillips on Facebook. You can find me, of course, here at Nyla's Speakeasy Cafe. Uh, you can find me at Epiphany Radio's Inspiration Factory. In the first part of also Epiphany Radio's uh, Van Meadows, let's talk about it. That's Fridays. And then Friday later on, I would be at World Poetry Open Mic. Uh, I'm also a part of the Outlaw Poetry Group, and I'm part of a anthology group called The Garden of Poetry and Prose. And there you go. Very cool. All right. So we will talk to you next week, right? Absolutely. Very cool. All right, sweetie. Thank you so much for being here with me tonight. My pleasure. And thank you, Nyla. And thank you, all you poets. That was an outstanding evening tonight. An amazing night. Thank you, babe. All right, you guys, you have been listening to the Speakeasy Cafe Open Mic Poetry Show, The Sound of Ink. I am very glad that you are all here tonight. It has been an amazing night, like I do every year on our creepy creepy Halloween week show. I'm going to close the piece with my creepy stalker poem called Enter the Sandman. And uh, the, the story behind this piece is it was a, actually, it was Andrew Scott who gave, we had this writing prompt to uh, see who could write the creepiest stalker poem. And so I had this written and was never going to do anything with it. But then I came across this journal that 
published nothing but crime poems, and they had to be written as you know in the voice of the criminal, the police officer, the about the crime um, from the perpetrator or whatever. But it was all crime poems, and I thought, oh, I'll send this in just for shits and giggles. And not only did they want to publish it, but they asked me if I would record it for them. Now they had no clue that I did performance poetry, right? They had no clue that I was a spoken word uh, artist, and. So and they said, you know, if you don't want to record it, maybe we could have someone re- here record it for you, and because uh, we want to put it on our homepage this month. And I told them, no, no, that's okay. I I'll record it for you. And so I started working on this, and it was one of those things that it was really hard. You know, it, it was really hard to get the voice of the poem to come out. And so I must have worked on it maybe for like four hours, way into the middle of the night. And finally, the, where my brain went, you know that movie, oh, what in the heck is it called, um, where he goes, here's Johnny, right? And he's sticking his face through the broken door with a red rom. You guys know what movie I'm talking about. So that's the vision. That was the vision in my head was him sticking the face through the door when I'm writing this poem or recording this poem. And then when I was done recording it, I listened back onto it. It was like I was calling people I knew to see if they would come over and spend the night with me because I didn't want to be alone in the house with myself. <laughs> it was very, very disturbing. So anyway, this is that's how this piece came to be. But every year I play it on Halloween. So I want to wish you all a great spooky week. Be safe if you do something this weekend. Uh, remember, don't take candy from strangers unless you're in a costume and knocking on their door intentionally. <laughs> and uh, I guess that's all. But we will talk to you next week. Good night, everybody. Enter the Sandman. Ticket, sir, your ticket. Thank you. You have a good day. I'll see you later. at night, the skies of my unblinking white hide well, my lover's stare that follows you everywhere, your lips move beyond my hearing, but not for long, I know it's me, you're just simply daring to just come closer, like, like, like when I'm bending over while watching you sleeping, sleeping. Some, some call it peeping, but what do they know of this? Oh, over and over, breath sucked in from an almost kiss, 
your breath inside me. Your breath inside me. As I stand in the shadows, touching like this, and this, and this. All night long till early hours turn late second hands race around the clock as I wait till till just moments before silver handled scissors snip another lock of hair and I have another night's souvenir. Then, then, then out the window, out the window as your alarm clock rings, I disappear with only seconds to spare. This this time, 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 With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.